Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Konnichiwa! Minasan! Konnichiwa! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the January 22 edition of Talk <laughs> the fucking comes out, you're right. By the time it comes out. By the time it comes out, it'll be goddamn January. Uh, I, I hope not. I got I to gotta talk to see if you can get... Uh, I want to try to be caught up before the year-end of weeks. Yeah, that would be clutch. Yeah, so I may just ask him, say, hey, could you just try to crunch it up? <laughs> like, crunch time. Yeah, that'll be a Christmas present. I actually work on our shit, like, super early. But uh, I'll bring it up after, so we'll see. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Matt, your host, and joining me, as always, my co-hi. We're almost done with fall. Ethan, what's up? Konnichiwa. I, I forgot. I always, when I, cause I always want to say something else, and I'm like, oh, I'm not like, uh, so I, I, <laughs> fuck, I should say Gombawa. Uh, Gombawa, because it is uh, evening time as we record. As you can tell, guys, I'm very lively today, and someone isn't as lively. Isn't that right, Matthew? Yeah, uh, we didn't record last week because I tested positive for COVID. Caught the clap, y'all. I probably got it from AEW. <laughs> Goddamn fucking lo- dirty Long Islanders. Yeah, yeah. So I got it there, unfortunately. So I was under quarantine. Uh, now my partner has it like five she days. She caught it? A- yeah, they caught it five days after. They, sorry, they, yeah. Yeah, so. Damn, but uh, you were in quarantine. How the fuck did she get- they catch it? I don't know. Uh, just just coming in contact to me during during this. So sucks. Yeah, it was honestly it was bound to happen. So did they did they confirm it was Omicron? Uh, they didn't tell me. That has to be swivers in the paperwork. All I know is that it was positive. Because you're, you're vaccinated on top of that, dude. Fuck. Yeah, we have. We didn't get the booster, and now we can't get it till March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm boosted. Yeah, I didn't get time to. I was gonna do it after the holidays, but nah, nah bro, you shouldn't have waited, dude. You should have fucking got it. Like, I had no that. time. <laughs> God damn, dude. Yeah, I had no time, so I was gonna wait till the Christmas shit was over. But uh, well, here we are now. Uh, so that's why we got delayed. So I watched stuff while being quarantined. Oh, you watched a fuck ton of stuff. Yeah, I I watched the live action Bebop finally. We'll get to that during Kiki Shop. Uh, it's not the worst thing I've seen. I will say that. I will leave. You it know, not that it's canceled. Like I have no desire to watch it. But if we're gonna do a Kiki Shop, like you kind of have to. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know yeah, yeah but, uh, oh i just thought about it are we gonna do our sao uh review you can you you didn't watch it i i was caught i got i got i got tested positive when it oh, came you out caught it. it's not there anymore, it's right? yeah it's gone and it's not there oh fuck, no, no that, that was that last weekend god damn dude all right i'll talk about it really quick then yeah, on, yeah, on, my, you, on my segment that's fine yeah that's fine uh i watched that and i watched super crooks I hear that's really good. It's on my to watch yeah. list. I don't yeah. know when I'll get to it, but it's on my to watch yeah. list. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, basically, it's super villains in the heist. So if you liked, if you liked the uh, Great Pretender, but with villains kind of thing, it's pretty much like that. So I enjoyed it for what it was. I watched this one dub because this took place in the states. So <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to watch a dub, but it's like fuck, man. Like uh, I, I enjoyed it though, so it worked. I, I watched the first episode, so I was like, eh. I watched. It, I was like, okay, yeah, this, it works for this. Yeah, yeah, because it's Netflix. So, Man, uh, but we got that. Uh, we got some news before we just dive right into it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We got we got some a lot of adaptations announced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're gonna go from last week to now. Uh, we got the Raven in the Inner Place, which is a light novel. Uh, looks interesting. Uh, we don't know. I don't think we have a release date for it yet. Mm. And then uh, the Shonen Jump Festival thing. What was that? Uh, I don't keep up with any of that shit, dude. I just uh, read the announcements when they come out. Yeah. Uh, for the uh, Makoto, who brought your name and Weathering with you, he, re- he revealed his latest movie. Shinkai Makoto-san. Yeah, whatever. I said Makoto. You just said Makoto. Like, uh. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? He's got his movie out. Suzume is locking up. That's can't, I can't wait to see it. It looks really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's going to come out in Japan fall 2022. Which means we won't get it till 2023. Nope, that's fine. But let's go next page. While Matthew's doing that, um, unrelated, Funimation finally, after forever, this week announced their um, their fall, their, sorry, their winter lineup. So we'll be going over that in a couple of weeks during our, our award season. But if you want to check it out ahead of time, um, go ahead and uh, go to the Funimation.com slash blog. And you'll be able to see uh, their lineup, their pending lineup for the winter season. All right. Uh, we got a trailer for the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc. Yeah, I out. saw the screenshots and it looks fucking fuego. It's going to come out in fall of 22. Did, do you know when, like, do you know it picks up after, like, after what point? Because I, like I said, I stopped watching Bleach after Ichigo lost his powers and they started doing another filler arc with Gone. I was like, man, fuck Gone. I don't want to see this fucking stupid fucking puppet so i just fucking i didn't bother i, I, I could stop at that point because I, I wanted to get to black I, 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 I don't i don't remember <laughs> it's been so yeah. Long, right? yeah it's been it's been a while uh dragon ball super superheroes movie will come out in japan in april 22 everyone keeps bagging on that dude and it's like I, you know fuck why, why bag on it bro and just because everybody's upset because gohan isn't fucking op crazy like his father and fucking vegeta uh, gohan's dead <laughs> <laughs> So who is it that's claiming they're going on then? It's, it's, fuck, it's fucking Yamcha. <laughs> he got the he has he has the hair from then. Uh, Yamcha's fucking he's cross charactering, not like cross dressing because yeah. he's a different character. Yeah, uh, Tokyo Revengers has a season two in production. Yes, he's gonna do the Christmas showdown. I guess the Black Dragon Clan. So that's gonna be fun. And didn't they say that? Didn't they release said they're gonna release like an OVA or something like that? Uh, I think we're again OVA. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. For Doctor Stone, we are. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, third season will come out in 2023, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a TV special involving one of the characters in summer. Mm-hmm. 
So that's going to be fun. Uh, what you call it? Uh, we do have unfortunate news that a uh, voice actress, singer, Sayaka Kanda d- died at the age of 35. Mm-hmm. I she collapsed. They said she fell from the fucking roof or something, dude. Or like, well, no, from the uh, second floor. She fell col- from the second floor. Collapsed in the outer garden on the 14th floor of the Sapporo Hotel. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, she does a Japanese dub of Anna from Frozen. She was in Good Luck Girl, Convenience Store Boyfriend, uh, My Love Story, uh, Shonen Maid, a, a bunch of various stuff. Uh, I know she was in Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She did the songs for some of them in uh, mm-hmm. season three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we send our condolences to her family and loved ones at this time. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. All right. All right. I roll. Yes. Sorry, I had to. I had all, to. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have one more bit of news. Uh, Roni Kenshin. Uh, they're getting a new TV anime adaptation. We don't yeah. know if it's a reboot or a continuation of the story where it left off. Is there um, more to tell? To tell? Yeah, apparently there's more to tell. Yeah. Oh wow. So we don't know where they're gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be anim- it's gonna be produced by uh, Linden Films, people that, that have done Tokyo Revengers. So that's always good. Mm. And um, for the people who recently watched The Vampire Dies in No Time, uh, they got a second season announced. Mm. I don't know who's I don't know who watched it, so I really cannot tell you. Congrats <laughs> yeah. to you guys on that. And I believe that covers news from what I've seen on my end, unless you have any that you have outside of the. Uh, nope, I'm good. Nope, you're good. All righty. Again, some some shows have ended, so. Yeah, these should be relatively a little quicker. Uh, since we missed last week, we'll probably talk briefly on like the second to last episode if it does tie into what happened with the current episode. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even fucking remember half the things. Yeah, we're not doing all of them. Just some of them. Only only if they're important. God damn uh, that, man. All right. Yeah. Um, visual Prison. Well, I'll start with that. Uh, Gil op- opened up to Angie about his body deteriorating. And that's to the point where uh, he did collapse and he's in a comatose state. He's not fully dead yet. He's a veggie. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so Angie is depressed. So he starts singing to himself. Uh, Saga kind of motivated him to like keep singing, like like try to help maybe get Gil back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, that was two weeks ago. Now we're going forward. Uh, basically, uh, Angie talks to Eve and Robin. Uh, they want to keep doing Oz. And so they do the little song, little song and dance. <laughs> they do they do one they do a special song and Gil does wake up, but it's like temporary. <laughs> so basically for him to come back fully, they need the Scarlet Tears that uh Eclipse has. So they gotta do that while winning the visual prison this year. If they're going to bring Gil back. But he's only back for this last song. Uh, but again, the songs have been nice. Uh, I've been liking where it's going. It's been a fun, it's been a fun little series, but Friday it will end with the final battle at the visual prison on Halloween. Good stuff from them. Uh Lupin the Third, part six. Uh it's a, it was a, it was another side episode with uh Fujiko look going towards uh looking for the Venus. Uh I forgot what the name of the uh <laughs> I forgot what the name of the treasure was, but um it's something that she wants to that she wanted to do. She was doing it by herself. Uh, to Lupin, it's like, yeah, I'll help you. 
But uh, G again was like, nope, it's not worth my time. It's like, ah, oh, like, is, is there more risk than the actual awards? Like, yeah, like, all right, then yeah, it's not worth my time. Like, well, it's just us doing this. So, so no Zeni got it either. No police, basically no police at all. It's just basically Fujiku sneaking into this uh, museum for the thing. And uh, Lupin eventually catches up to her. Uh, they look around. Uh, they find a secret door because they said the fake the fake treasure was in the was in the hall, but during the secret door, and it shows uh, it wasn't like Venus. It was basically Lucifer, mm. like a thing of Lucifer. So that kind of freaked out Fujiko, and it suddenly cut back to like next day. Like Fujiko was uh, back at the museum where it was. Like, oh yeah, we're like we're closing. Get out. And then she went to the guy that hired her for the job, and he said, "Ah, no, I'm good." I ain't doing this. And then uh, she stepped out and you see wings flying in the air. And that was where the episode ended. It was it was very weird. It was a very weird episode. So it was definitely the weakest for my week, actually. <laughs> it was just mm. more, more nothing interesting happened. <laughs> like the heist wasn't really that interesting. The, no, there was like no frill, no chase. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going back to the Sherlock stuff next week. So that's all I care about. With that. So Again, it's just loop on shit. Let's see. Next is Ranking of Kings. We'll go with that. Mm. Uh, Death Parsh uh, takes Boji and Kage out to the bar. It's like, oh, we're going to celebrate Boji's training. And they get to the, like, okay, we're going to show you what you can do. And you see Boji's weapon. It looks like a, because it looks like a big sword with the sheath. Like, there's a sheath has the size of a big sword. But when uh, Boji pulled it out, it was a rapier. Hmm. So then Kaga's like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened to that? And that is like, trust me, this is good. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> and then uh, they get to the bar, they're eating and all that. And uh, Death Par starts, uh, he bumps into one of the ogres and they start a fight. <laughs> and then I uh, see Death Par is weak as shit. <laughs> mm. as, a, like, as a fighter, like he, he's not really fisticuffs, like he sucks. <laughs> so Boji starts to fight. Uh, he first, he doesn't use his sword. Uh, that he hits one of the ogres in the neck. First, like he doesn't flinch, but after that, he gets dazed. Mm. Then Kog is like, What the fuck did you like? What the fuck did Boji do? And was like, I thought you were supposed to make it stronger. He's not hurting him. Like, oh, you sure? <laughs> and there's like, Well, he because he because he's hitting their pressure points. That's why they get dazed and all that. Like, yeah, he's not killing them, but he's in the pressure points to daze them and to technically hurt them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what Boji has been doing with all this. He eventually fights them off. The ogres leave. Kage's like, I'm sorry I doubted you. I'll never doubt your teachers again. It's like, damn. And then Death Power's like, damn right you're not. <laughs> and then that shows like, damn, because in the Magic Mirror said Boji's the strongest. And now he's just proven that he's more he's more skilled in strength. Mm-hmm. That's where it stops lying. And then after that, uh, Death Power leaves Kage and Boji real quick. Like, okay, I gotta go somewhere. And then you see him talking to the ogres that were fighting Boji. So it looked like, it looked like he paid them off to like, hey, uh, like, take the basically take the fall for me type of thing. Mm. But you find out, like, yeah, that happened, but his actual skills were legit. So, and then they just wanted to show, see that in action. So, despite his methods, they did work. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just a little questionable at first, but it starts to make sense. And now, uh, Boji and Kage decide to go back to the castle to go save his mother and then find out, hey, my dad's alive, but in my little brother's body. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we got that. That was, so that was nice. I thought that was a great episode. A lot of fun. Oh yeah, shit! I got one left now. 
That's right, because stuff ended. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue Period. We're gonna go with that. Mm. Uh, these last two were focused on Ryuji instead of Yaguchi. Mm. Uh, they bumped into they yeah, they bumped into Yaguchi, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, I'm not in our club anymore. So fuck you guys, bye. <laughs> That type of thing, and then Yagi's trying to reach out to them, and then they were like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Like, "Fuck you," type of thing, like blow, like blowing them off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Yagi tried calling them again, like, at, like double checking, like, "Are you actually okay?" Type of thing. And then Ruji just basically told Yagi, like, "Like, if I actually was in trouble, you would not help me at all." <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, like you would offer advice, but you wouldn't do anything. Like, if I was going to drown, you wouldn't just jump in to save it. You would only throw a, 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 a life a lifeguard type thing." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like you were from me a raft, you wouldn't go in yourself. Mm. If I needed clothes, you find some other trades that just give you the clothes off your back. <laughs> like like you only focus on you. You say you want to help, but at the end of the day, you focus on yourself. You said you want to help, but that was a lie. Yeah. So and then Ryuji's like to them to him like, don't call me again. And this is when Ryuji was actually in a nightclub, dressed up as a girl to hit on guys. Hey. Yeah. Nice dress though. Uh, hey. Then they eventually went home, and you find out that their stuff is thrown out by the mm. parents. Like, like they're like they don't like him. They don't like his lifestyle and all that. And that led to the point where the mother slapped them across the face. It's mm. <laughs> like, why can't you just be a normal person? Why can't you just do this? And like they were trying not to cry and all that. Mm. And then you see um, the grandmother like hold, like saving their uh, art supplies. Because the grandmother is an artist. You said this is the, the gay person, right? The the crossdresser, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, um, but yeah, the grandmother is why they do art. Mm. And then, but they didn't have the, they didn't have the heart to tell that they stopped doing art. Mm. So they see the grandmother holding their art supplies. Oh yeah, I saved these when their parents were throwing your stuff out, and it led to it led to them crying and hugging the grandmother, like thanking her. And then they eventually run away from the house. Uh, they call Yaguchi to say like, to meet that type of thing, uh, and that episode ended with Ryuji asking Yaguchi, "Like, would you drown with me? Mm-hmm. I told you to." <laughs> but it led into Yaguchi actually talking him out of that type of thing, like, "Like, come with me. Like, we'll just walk around town, get your mind off it, because they can't go home." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then this episode leads into they find a they find a hotel to stay in by the beach. And uh, Yaguchi asked about, like, are you actually going to kill yourself? And, like, no, I can't do that yet. I actually can't do that yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's someone, like, because, like, my friend told me that if you really want to kill yourself, you would strip naked. If Were you embarrassed? No, then you would kill yourself. But if you were embarrassed, then, yeah, you wouldn't kill yourself. <laughs> like, if you just strip naked, then just jumps in the water. Like, if you're embarrassed about being naked, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. So, then that type of ordeal. Uh, they're all they were talking throughout the night, and uh, you see uh, Yaguchi's hives getting worse as he's getting that sick from the stress. Uh, and it led into um, self naked naked portraits. Like they had a they had a fame between them. They just had a mirror in front of them. They basically they they stripped and they drew each other. Like they like they drew themselves because <laughs> mm-hmm. like they feel like you get more perspective of yourself rather than just drawing in the in the water. Like you're looking at yourself like bare. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense. So that they did that. Uh, eventually, uh, what you call it? Uh, Ryuji went home for now, uh, and then Yaguchi went to the went to his art class. Uh, told her, told everything to uh, to the teacher. Everything was going well. And they talk about. And he talked to Yaguchi 
Maki and Haruka that, oh, your exam's tomorrow. Uh, you have three days to do it. Uh, but once you're done, you come back to the class. So they, they roll to the next day and uh, Yagachi sees that the elevator is out of order. So they have to carry all the heavy stuff upstairs. <laughs> and, it, and it gets to the point where Yagachi actually collapsed. <laughs> like, like, like his body is that worn out. Mm-hmm. And he just, he's just crying to us like, is this, is this it for me? Hmm. What have I done? What have I done? To- no, no. It's like he, like that, that he can't move. Like, is it like, like he thinks he reached his limit. Like he can't go on. <laughs> uh. And that was where the episode ended. Yeah, we got two left. I was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was gonna say, like, you're not done. Like, I got, I got two left. So we'll see what happens. I, I One hour later. Uh, yeah, well, we got. Well, it's done in Japan after last week. So uh, that is it for me. Uh, I think this is definitely one of my favorites for the week. Uh, the, all right, your turn. Oh, they said you were done. I am. So you said you weren't done. Rather, sorry. No, no, I'm done. Oh, what were you saying wasn't done? Oh, Blue Period. Yeah, I got I got two episodes. Oh, you're talking about the show wasn't done. I thought you said you weren't. Like, I thought you said you had two more No, 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 no. It, it's, done, it's done in Japan. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, because oh, it's right. It's on that fucking stupid shit like Comey where it's two episodes behind. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fucking dumb, dude. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, so it's done there. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. I only got four, thank God. Um. All right, so... Let me go on. Uh, we'll talk about Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus's last couple episodes have been good to Spotty. Um, basically, at this point, um, they managed to convince Karen to uh, save the world, help them save the world. But they don't necessarily do it. Fubuki is the one who does it. So as uh, Karen is about to attack Yuito and about to, to, to get him, uh, Fubuki comes in, stops it with one of his uh, psionic abilities, and then they have a heart-to-heart basically about how Alice wouldn't want her, wouldn't want him to suffer in that way and that, you know, like I, he had no idea and like, you know, at the end of the day, like the past can't be saved no matter how many times you try or how bad you want to change it. You can't change it. So you just have to live in the in the now and the now is this circumstance and, you know, we want you to help us. Da, 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 da. And, you know, Karen's like, you know what, I guess I, that could work, too. And they hug and basically they commit to trying to save the world so their plan basically is fabuki and karen are going to hook their brains up to arahabaki um at uh, and what they're going to do is uh boost their own powers and then give those powers to yuito and kasane yuito and kasane are going to basically make the um the kunad gate like humongously big so that way it, it can suck up the uh the extinction belt because in the previous episode the extinction belt dropped to an extremely low level and there was an influx of others like that like never been seen that caused the issues in the previous episodes and so they're going to basically use the kunad gate to get rid of the extinction belt and then they're going to basically go back into the uh into whatever junction it is i forget what it's called something junction to uh, get rid of the final entanglements that karen had caused and hopefully they'll get rid of the kunad gate and so they do that and uh, Yuito passes out midway through, but he's only out for a moment and he comes back too. and they basically boost the power and using that power, they suck up the uh, the extinction belt. So now the extinction belt is gone. In theory, there really should be no more others that are around. Um, they see a beautiful blue sky and everything is gorgeous. Um, so the next part is uh, getting rid of the Kunad gate. 
And from there, Karen attacks Yuito and Kansani and knocks them down. And Fubuki's like, dude, the fuck are you doing? Like, bro, like, no, this isn't what we discussed. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I, can't, I changed my mind. I can't go back and, and accept this. And so he basically goes back in time again. But he's like, this will be my final time. And he disappears. And so, like, some shit happens where, like, you see a bunch of red strings everywhere because he has the power of the red strings from Yuito Kasane. So you see the power of the red strings everywhere. And then when they look up, the Kunad Gate is gone. So Karen did that. He managed to freaking to save the world and get rid of the Kunad Gate. However, it does come at great cost. Um, the two, um, like, tech people that they have, one for Yuito's team, one for Kasane's team, they start checking the records to see about Karen because Karen doesn't return. And they come to find out there's no nothing of existence of Karen. It's like Karen doesn't exist whatsoever. And they ask people around them, you know, like, hey, what about Karen? What about Karen? They're like, huh, Karen who? And so basically the only people that know about Karen are the people that were there at the time of his departure um, that have been entangled in this whole thing. And at the end, um, basically, there's like, oh, what the hell's going to happen as we go into the final episode that'll come out this Thursday as we record. And an after credit scene, though, um, they're like, wow, we can't find Karen. But you know who they do find? Alice. Alice is now alive and returned and she's well. And everyone is shocked, like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? And so Fubuki asks Alice, like, hey, do you know what's going on with Karen? And Alice is like, who's Karen? And that's how the episode ends, which is pretty wild. So basically, Karen, yeah, Karen sacrificed himself to save the world and bring back the love of his life, which, you know, honestly, I feel that's pretty fitting, considering he was a scumbag for most of the time anyway. So fuck him. Um, and that's that. Uh, Banished Hero. Uh, Banished Hero, again, is getting really good. Um, Rudy, uh, basically in the last two episodes, basically Rudy gets <laughs> approached by the demon, um, and fucking manages to find out basically that, uh, that there's an apothecary there and there's like uh, someone there that's in jail that makes the, the, de- the devil's blessing. She starts taking the devil's blessing and she kind of has this like, uh, like epiphany that she no longer wants to be the, the hero. So she takes the devil's blessing, hoping that it'll suppress the hero's blessing. Um, and she leaves her, her hero's medallion, which signifies that she is indeed the hero. Um, and she goes off to, um, to the, the village where red is currently at her brother. Um, her and Tise, uh, they take the ship and they go over there. They basically leave one of the, uh, I forget her name. I think it's like Victoria or something. Um, but they leave the, they leave one of the people, they leave um, Albert, the disgraced uh, champion. And then they also leave uh, Aris, the fucking, the, the cunty magician, basically. And so the episode really focuses on how bad Aris is um, as they go. So basically Rudy and Tise, they come into the village and they're like, oh, we have to be like, you know, quiet. We can't really let people know who we are. So we're just normal adventurers. And but fucking Rudy just constantly does stuff that like for that foregoes that so you know she fought he she easily defeats somebody she easily moves a giant boulder shit like that that people normally shouldn't be able to fucking but she does um and at the end of the day uh at the end of that episode she fucking goes into the apothecary she breaks out the she breaks out the, the drug maker and has him captive somewhere and she goes to the apothecary to go get some healing medicine for him um because she doesn't want to use her her blessing the with like cure hands or something like that which basically gives her like medical she can heal anybody and so um she goes he goes into the apothecary she goes in the apothecary and sees her brother and she's like onisama like a routine and they have this beautiful reunion the next episode is uh they get caught up on everything that's going on for the most part not quite um we find out you know tisei and and red they introduce each other da 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 
and um, Rudy basically wants Red to, to come back, wants Gideon to come back. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm living with Rit. I love Rit. You know, I want to be with Rit, all this stuff. And, um, you know, so basically the episode, um, the episode focuses a little bit on how um, how she feels like kind of hurt. Like, you know, she just she's so like depressed. Like, I mean, let me back up, actually, because that's actually part of like the last episode um, where the or previous episode, rather, where she um, actually, you know what? I think I'm three episodes behind because I didn't talk about this in the last one. I might be three episodes behind. I, anyway, I, there's a point. I don't, in the, I, don't there's a point, I don't remember either. There's a point in the episode where basically she talks about how, you know, she just wants to be a normal girl and she just feels the pressures of being a hero. And she's always had Gideon around and she's been lost without Gideon. But if she has Gideon around, then she can manage to go on because she loves and appreciates her brother. So that was really nice. Um, but anyway, basically, they are caught up on everything. And we uh, as they they're going through, basically, um, Rudy's not around and Tisa manages to tell red um or gideon rather about uh about her condition so that basically she's trying to become a drug addict so she can forego her blessing da, 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 da. and they're like all right well we have to go over and try and find the drug maker and we got to confront rudy about it so as they're going um basically uh tisa is like oh we need all this stuff for the drug He's, uh, gideon's like fuck all right so he goes over to some market town and he meets uh one of the other guys from the from the party danon who we see earlier in the season this danon has a missing arm or i'm sorry missing hand and um gideon's like what the fuck happened and he basically said that the demon lord that rudy had killed in one of the previous episodes earlier in the season wasn't actually dead and um basically as he was traveling to try and find him to try and get him back to go to the party um that demon attacked him and took off his arm and because he had his arm and his dna he was able to turn into him so basically the danan that is on the loose is the demon lord which is pretty wild Mm. um and so basically they go on their way because they have to go to like some ruins to try and find a rudy and the and the the the, what's it called the um drug maker and so along the way you know they they regroup at everybody and they all go together um they manage to find rudy they confront her everything's all good whatever right and so in the meantime aris the um aris victoria and um albert they end up basically meeting rudy and Gideon and written them in the in the in the in the thing and so uh in the dungeon rather they're like in this like like dungeon so they meet him in the dungeon and Aris basically tries to tell Rudy like Rudy come on we don't need him you know whatever and Rudy's like no like I'm done adventuring with you like I'm gonna be here with with my brother and so uh Aris uses some magic and attacks Gideon and Gideon's good. He's just fucking stunned and a little hurt. Um, and so Rudy gets pissed off, slices this dude's chest open and was like, you know, if you had hurt him, I would have killed you. He's like, but I missed all I missed all your vital organs. So you should be good. Heal yourself and never see us again. Fucking scum. And so at the same time that he does this, like Aris is lost. Like, oh, my God. Like, what did I do? Like, I should be with the hero. Da, da, da. Fuck the fuck Gideon. Da, 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 da. And the, the guy who was done on happens to go into um into there and turns himself into one of the other adventurers who i'm not too sure on what his role plays um but he's kind of like a religious figure that's after the demons his name is buoy um and so he turns into buoy and offers to uh form a party with eris so they can get revenge and that's how the episode ends uh, going into tomorrow so <laughs> there's that boruto um we'll go with boruto next 228 kind of sucked i can't lie um basically it just shows kawaki 
um, unable to basically uh, get along with people per usual. So basically, right. um, he Naruto wants to make him again in. And so what he does is he has him like fill in with a couple of the teams. So the first team he teams up with is Denki's team, um, which is basically some simple, like fucking simple, something with animals. And he fucks that up. He ends up getting fucking uh, what's his face? Metal Lee hurt um, because I think he gets like gored by like a bull or something, something stupid. But he ends up getting hurt um, and fucking uh, what's it called? Kawaki's like, ah, you know, I don't care. Like you shouldn't get hurt. Da, da, da. And uh, basically, they're like, oh, that's not how you treat friends. He's like, I'm not trying to make friends. And he like walks away. So he fucks that up and pisses them off. And then the next uh, the next mission, he basically is sent to deal with uh, with Wasabi's team. And their their mission is to basically catch a runaway from home, like this runaway boy from home. Right. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. And he basically scares the fucking boy and he collapses. So then his parents complain, which I think is fucking stupid. You know, like your fucking bastard child is fucking running away and we saved him. So what if he got scared? That's his fault because he shouldn't have fucking run away. That's I found that fucking dumb. But anyway, he got a complaint and the team got a complaint that looks bad on them. So, you know, again, he's fucking aggravating them. And then the, that episode ends with Kawaki um, being told to go on a final mission. It's an escort mission to go with uh shikadai and chocho because he know gene is uh, doing uh, a mission with his mother and the sensory team so providing backup for them so basically they're a man short so they basically put kawaki in there naruto's like listen if you pass this mission and you don't fuck up i'll make you again and right because we already know like your ninjutsu and shit is like super good and throughout this you see him practicing his ninjutsu because he's at the time he's like oh you know like i don't like you know i don't need friends the fuck like i'm already fucking super good i just need to hone my craft and you just see him fucking being good he's like super good um but again he doesn't care to make friends until he sees uh sarada and sarada is training late at night and he's like what are you doing like no training you know da 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 and he you know they end up talking about what's happening and they're like you know there's some things you can't do on your own that require friends as much as you don't want to be friends with anybody you know like that's what's required in order to be a shinobi and stuff and he's like whatever i don't need it i'm gonna go train later (laughs) fucking blows her (laughs) off too you don't give a fuck um but anyway he really he does take into consideration what what sarada says 
And so the next mission, because he basically they tried to meet up um, earlier in the, in the in the episode, uh, Shikadai and Inojin were hanging out and was like, hey, you want to play cards? And he's like, Psh, no, he's like, dude, that's what you do. You hang out with friends. He's like, I don't want friends and he fucking pissed them off. But then at the end, um, like earlier, er, earlier in that episode, but later past that scenario, he was like, oh, they asked him about like, you know, the thing he's like, I don't want to show up that I don't want to be a shinobi. Da, da, da. So he pissed them off. So basically, at the end of the day, they were prepared to leave early in the morning. They were prepared to leave without Kawaki. But Kawaki was out training the whole night on his own. And so he shows up all disheveled and dirty and shit. But he shows up regardless. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll be there. And he starts getting into it back and forth with the client, which is like this fucking like bratty little fucking kid. Um, so but it's kind of annoying. But the next episode. 229 was really 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 good so that episode we see them on their on their mission but before we see them on their mission their escort mission we see these two assassin brothers basically kill like this fucking boy similar to like the the boy that's being escorted um and so they're like oh we have one more piece to collect and nobody knows what that piece is so they're off to find him meanwhile you see you know the, the gang happening like the boy and kawaki are still arguing um and then they stop for lunch basically so first actually before they stop for lunch they're trying to like traverse like this large mountain and the kid almost falls kawaki saves him and tells him like dude you can't space out you're gonna die and the kid's like my bad you know whatever and they kind of start questioning like what is it that you that you're carrying he's like it's an expensive vase and they're like okay but then like the whole time he's talking about this expensive vase he's talking about money and he's wearing poor clothes and stuff like that he's like i wish i would order i would ask for a discount because you guys aren't fucking this guy's not a shinobi da 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 like he's just complaining about money the whole time, but he's like, oh, so you're complaining about money, but you have an expensive vase. What the hell? And so um, what's it called? Um, as they keep going through their mission, though, we basically see that um, that him and Kawaki end up getting close. They kind of find like a mutual understanding because of food. Um, basically, uh, Chocho, they stop for lunch and Chocho starts eating and Kawaki, they, he asks, Kawaki is chilling and Chocho's like, oh, you're not going to eat. And he's like, no, I'm not going to eat. Like, I didn't bring lunch. The fuck? What do I look like? And so she shares um, uh, her onigiri that her mom made. And Kawaki loves it. It's really good. So he has one. And then he goes over to find the, the kid. The kid's getting water. And he's hungry. And he tries to give him the other onigiri. And he's like, ah, I don't want that. Nah, but he's starving. So they end up eating. They end up finding common ground. They find out more. And you can tell the boy is hiding something, Um, which, you know, but we don't know what. And we see basically that the two assassin brothers have caught up to them. And earlier in the episode, I forgot to mention that the assassin brothers run past, uh, run past uh, Boruto, Sarada, and Mitsuki as they're doing like a, 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 a D rank mission to escort some cows somewhere, some livestock. They run past them, and Boruto and, and Mitsuki they sense like something's off with those guys. And um, Boruto's like, I sense like you know fucking, I sense like eerie fucking death and blood around them that's not good he's like but they can't do anything because they're in uh you know they're doing this little d-rank mission you know whatever it is what it is and so um what's it called uh the assassin brothers come up at night they end up uh what's it called they end up um attacking them and we see that one of the brothers steals the case and the other brother has like this ninjutsu that uses blood like a blood barrier and if you touch the blood um the blood gets on you then he can control you and so the boy does this to try and run away and he gets end up controlled and the the assassin brother basically had him t- pick up a sharp stick and try and slit his throat with the sharp stick and shikadai knocks him unconscious and so then they try to come up with a plan um uh kawaki tries to blow it away with his like fucking with his his the gun on his arm or whatever and but the, the blood regenerates and the barrier regenerates and so what happens is chocho uses her like human boulder 
uh, jitsu and she rolls and destroys all of the uh, the blood barrier because it takes a if you destroy one part it regenerates easy if you destroy the whole thing it takes a while and then that while is when you can attack um but then the the, the assassin brother's like oh now she's controlled by me and she goes to attack and she goes to attack shikadai uses his jitsu the shadow control jitsu and basically it nullifies it and chocho attacks them they end up three-way attacking the guy beat the, beat the guy and then fucking tie him up as they tie him up they ask the boy, like, yo, what the fuck are you hiding? And so the boy basically admits that, um, as you see, he's actually um, he's actually Shinobi himself. He can do uh, medical ninjutsu because in this episode, basically in that fight, uh, Chocho gets stabbed by a kunai and she's like she's hurt pretty bad. So he does medical ninjutsu just to stop the bleeding, but she's still pretty hurt. And so they're like, dude, what are you hiding? So he basically says that, yeah, you know, I'm a medical ninjutsu guy. And um, my sensei came up with this cure for my village. My village is ravaged by some disease. And we came up with this cure. They're like, oh, so then why don't you give it to the people that are being killed by the disease? They're like, we can't because the feudal the feudal lord basically is holding that um, that cure for money. And basically it's an expensive cure and like the cure that he has is expensive. No one can afford it. And so he's trying to make the most money for himself and for the, for the, the, the nation in at the expense of his dying fucking people. And so basically his sensei came up with a cheap alternative that's more effective. But when the feudal Lord found that out, um, he basically was going to kill him. And so he took his seven students. He was training seven people. He gave them all the cure. And he said, you know, he's like, you know, leave the village, try and make this better and come back when I let you know. And so they were all planning to come back. Um, but they were, and they were all together at the time, but then the assassin brothers came after them because of uh, the feudal Lord finding out about his plan. So they all scattered. But as we've seen um, six of the seven boys, six of the seven uh, pupils are dead and he's the last pupil. And so basically he needs to get that cure back to the village. So that way they can save the people. Da, 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 da. So Kawaki's like, all right, I'll go with you. And Shikadai's like, dude, no, we got to worry about Chocho. Like, the fuck? He's like, oh, he's like, no, we don't. I'm just going to go after them. And so Shikadai's like, dude, the, you're supposed to care for your friends when they're injured. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm not a shinobi, so I don't have to do shit. I'm going to go after him. And so fucking Shikadai tries to stop him. And he's like, you know what? He's like, he said, like, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a shinobi. I can do what the fuck I want. I'm going to do the right thing. And he's like, listen, if you um, he's like, if you care, take her back to the village and explain what's going on to Naruto. And I'm going to go save this fucking I'm going to go save the day with this kid. And so that's what happens. Not bad. That episode wasn't bad at all. Looking forward to that. And then finally, my last one is 86. Again, the episodes just they get more and more emotional, which is good. Not emotional in terms of like crying emotion, but like more in terms of like character depth, which is fantastic. Um, the episode basically uh, the previous episode, if I'm not mistaken, um, that one is the did I, I don't remember if I talked about the battle or not. But the last episode of 86 yeah i don't remember i think you did i talked about the battle okay so yeah yeah so this episode basically focuses on the aftermath of the battle um as they have um what's her face there federica there um the episode basically begins with um finding out the 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 federacy's plan like the united empire's plan and stuff to try and distract them basically they wanted to distract <laughs> uh, the the legion on both sides so that way they can um, use that distraction for the 86 to go in there and try and destroy the morpho as they do that um that we also find out that um that they've that the federacy has tried to reach out to the republic and they haven't answered any requests and so basically they're under the impression that the republic is all fucking wiped to shit and they're all destroyed we don't know what happened we just see that we do see in previous episodes after in the after credit of the Republic just being fucking fucked to shit, like all fucked up. And we don't know what happened with what happened with uh, with uh, Lena and them. 
So um, basically, this episode starts off with that information, then starts continues with Raiden and uh, and Shin having a disagreement. Like they have like a, a basically a mini fight back and forth. And so um, what happens is um, basically at the end of the day they don't want shin to go off on his own they don't want him to go die on his own shin wants to die on his own because of the fact that he wants to protect them all but raiden's basically saying like no like just because you're selfish and you want to die doesn't have necessarily protect us without us like you know without us you know he's not saying without us you're nothing but without us like you know you won't be able to do the same things and then without you we're all going to die basically they need each other right and so he's trying to relay that to shin and shin just he gets it but at the same time he doesn't quite get it and so we basically see them uh they're like all right they forge on and so as they forge on they see beautiful scenery very very beautiful scenery and they stop on a plane um like a beautiful plane at sunset and they all talk about like oh is this what the beach looks like and they're like no you know they've never been to the beach i'd like to go to the beach i'd like to go to the beach i'd like to see the beach i'd like to be in the sand all the all the 86 are talking about that except for shin there's a look on shin's face that focuses on his mouth like he wants to say something or he doesn't know what to say or he's shocked but then he shuts up and he doesn't say anything and frederica looks over and they smile and you know that's that so as they sleep um they uh Federica wakes up and they have like a heart to heart and it's a serious heart to heart because basically Federica says like you know I've accompanied you on this journey because I haven't been able to do anything my only goal was to set my knight Kiri I, I want to set him free but I'm scared of him officially dying I'm scared of him not being alive I'm scared of what's going to happen after the fact and she basically says like her existence would cause another war if the, if the knowledge of her existence would cause another war and she doesn't deserve to be alive, da da da. Like it's very raw stuff. And she confides in, in Shin, and Shin basically kind of understands and kind of says the same thing. Like, listen, at the beginning of the season, this is something the angel will kind of understand because he's been bitching about the fact that they're still alive. Shin realizes that and he says, like, dude, he's like, honestly, I should have died at the beginning. And I'm really mad that I didn't die. Um, he basically says uh, in the, these exact words, He's like, the future is too long for me to live. I can't understand, you know, how to live it. And he basically said, like, he didn't say anything during that conversation that all the 86 were having because of the fact that he doesn't understand what it's like to want something. He's like, I, I don't know what it's like to want something. I don't know what it's like to 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 desire anything like I don't desire anything. I just want to, like, fulfill my mission and die. And I understand that, you know, in reality, like, that's not normal. I understand that but I can't gauge any other idea of living. And it's, it's wild for him to say that. And Frederica's like, well, you know, one thing that you could want is your, you know, is the ability to make your own choices. He's like, she's like, for the first time after you left the 86 districts, when you first arrived in the Federacy, you got the choice to make your own decisions. You could live the life you way you wanted to go, go where you wanted to go, not fight, fight. And that was fun, wasn't it? He goes, yeah, that was fun. And she's like, well, there's something for you to want to do, basically. And then he also combines, which is pretty interesting, that um, during the argument at the beginning of the episode, the rest of the 86 are basically overhearing the argument. And they kind of have like a conversation to herself, herself that basically they understand that, you know, Shin is their leader. And without Shin, they're kind of directionless, but they're, you know, dedicated to go on. And so at the end of the episode, when Shin is having this conversation with Federica, Shin is basically saying, like, you know, without the rest of the 86, without my friends, like, I'm I'm no one like I, I have no reason to exist, none whatsoever. 
You know, like I have nothing. I had nothing before my brother. I was like, I had something before my brother. Then my brother got taken away. And then I had something afterwards and I was to kill him. And once I killed my brother, I had nothing. And then I had my friends. And once I don't have my friends, I have nothing. And if I have nothing, why do I exist? Like, what purpose do I have to exist? Like, and it's it's such a wild, like, ideology for him to have this realization, you know, like it's the, the fragile nature of, uh, and don't forget, these are all like teenagers at the end of the day, like the 86 are still teenagers. And it's just so wild to have like a child soldier, because in essence, they're still children, child soldiers have this like reality of only living to, to fight and only living to maybe die. It's, it's insane when you really think about it. And the uh, the episode ends with the Morpho coming back online, um, being told by the leader of the Legion, like, hey, you know, we've detected that there's an enemy, there's a small fleet in our um, territory. Your job is to check your surroundings and see if you can catch up with it. And basically, it com- Kiri's like, yeah, I confirm that. And he has this like sinister look on his face, like, ah, I can't wait to kill him as they chase after him. So um, at, they have a time clock, which is pretty cool at the, at the bottom throughout the episode of how long it's been since the initial mission that happened two episodes ago. All this that has taken place that I've described over these last couple episodes has taken place over the course of 35 hours in the mission. At the time, by the time this ends, it's been over 35 hours since the initial mission began. It's pretty wild. So um, either way, though, in terms of just like that, like ideology and things of that nature, it's fucking brilliant. So um we have another couple episodes. I, I don't believe there's a hiatus this week, which is good. So um, that'll be good as we continue on. They want to try and finish up in the next three weeks. We still have another, I think, four episodes to go or three. Maybe. I think three to four. Yeah, we got another like three to four. Um, nine of 12. So we got another 10, 11, 12. We got another three episodes, which will be good. All right. So very good. Word. But uh, anyway, we are now going to wrap up with stuff we're watching together we're now on the penultimate of most of these while some of these have ended which we will close with later uh what did we say we were starting with was it platinum platinum because it's fucking yeah yeah uh all right uh basically you didn't miss much from the last last week it was basically uh bukaido and and mirai got Mm. stuck got caught in a trap with uh, Mukaido's uh, it's a trap. Parrot. It's a snack. Uh, while all that is going on, Saki saves at the mansion useless while Revel was uh, trying to do his tests, and it led to the point where he got promoted to Angel uh, of Angel of Emotions. Yeah, <laughs> he was the only one that shed tears for humans. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, so that was nice, nice moment for him. So because of this, Saki got wings, and now she springs into action. Yep, as she shoots a red arrow at Hajime, who looks at her like, oh shit, it's a cat girl. She's hot. I think I'm in love. (laughs) I mean, I would be too. Yeah, she she gives him that face and all that. Uh, Now we're going to the actual episode, because while it's going on, Mukaido and Mirai are still flying in this dome where they cannot get out. So the plan is to keep flying until something eventually happens. I'm very surprised that nobody threw up because if they're just constantly spinning for hours and hours and hours yeah. and hours, like, bro, that's not the way. I mean, for a guy with cancer and smokes a lot, he's got stamina. <laughs> oh, yeah. He can go, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so, oh, while, all right, so while all that's going on, Hajime oh, keeps checking out Saki. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps checking out Saki. He's like, I bet the cat ears, the curves, the breasts. The tail, I see it bending over. 
oh shit, this is love. Check it out, this cat girls. And so Kanade or Metropolitan Man's like, hey, what the fuck you doing? It's like, oh, uh, what'd you call it? I gotta go to the bathroom. He's like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can't wait. They're, they're not going anywhere. I promise you I'll come back. And then he talks to uh, Saki in secret and leads Saki town like, hey, release them, please. My friends, I care about them. And then Re- Hajime is like, yes, my queen. Like, simping hey, so- you. Yes, because he, he finally experienced love, even though it was the red arrow. Mm. It real. But to him, it is because he's that ugly. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Hajime uh, talks to Metropolitan Man. He's like, all right, uh, yeah, I serve you, but I love her. And that trumps you. So fuck you. Stabs a hole with his sword. I mean, you know, it's funny when he kept hitting the fucking dome with his sword. Like, I just heard derp, 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 derp. Derp, 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 I ain't fucking idiots, goddammit. I'll do it myself. <laughs> so he can't, can't get good help these days. Can't ever yeah. get good help these days. Yeah, and then three more people show up. Yes. And you, and, and you find out they work for Metropolitan Man. They're goddamn psychopaths. All of them. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, he basically took the fucking the swords and arrows that he fucking gave uh, that he took from the other God candidates and gave it to them. So he gave it to fucking a guy who's like a, a, a evil warlord from from the army that has a bunch of fucking guns and shit. Yep. He's like, hey, gave- you say, hey, Mikado, you stole from me. Yeah. Fucking he um he gives the, the arrow and wings to a fucking complete and absolute sociopathic fucking psychopathic fucking woman who is hell bent on fucking biological warfare. And we'll get to that in a second. And then the third person he gives arrows and wings to is a kid with a, with a a demon mask on his head that we don't know what he's capable of or anything about him yet. So, yeah. uh, Now with the girl, she says, Oh, I could blow up everyone, get everyone affected. Oh, you're skipping the fact that they fucking, that they triple teamed the, the army guy. And, and uh, fucking Hajime slices his because Hajime is working for them. Oh, well, before well, this... well, well, that was at the end. She talks about her thing before that. Oh, okay. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, oh yeah, like you could kill me, but if I die, this bomb goes off. Whoopsie daisy, and it makes her. It, it turns her on. Mm-hmm. It's like girl A, where she gets she gets a squirt when she. I know, bro. Teenagers. What the fuck? So where does he find these people? I mean, bro, he just knows the uh. He knows the sinister of the sinister, bro. You're also forgetting that, which I thought was, you know, I thought it was a pretty good detail as much as I know people like Angel probably hated like ugh, emotion. Um, basically, when uh, Saki saves Mukaido's wife and child, she, he saves the wife first and because she's pregnant. And the wife, as Saki's walking away, says like, you know, like, what are you fighting for? And she's like, you know, we're fighting evil, da, da, da. And then she's like, what are you fighting for? And she's like, you know, I think I'm... Uh, I'm I'm making up for the sins of my past, and this is what I was chosen to do, you know, which is pretty a pretty crazy statement when you think about that, you know. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, basically, uh, Sok- when Saki comes back, they try to have a battle plan. So their plan is Mirai, Saki, and Bukaido shoot each other with a red arrow, because mm. that way they can uh, shoot Gesh Bishop with the red arrow. So 
Then Kanade was like, oh, yeah, I figured this is going to happen. This is no threat to me. Mm. And it's like, oh, there's a case. Everyone's like, oh, I ain't run this time. I'm killing you guys today. Mm. Y'all are dying. And then Saki talks to Hajime. It's like, hey, can you kill, can you kill Metropoli Mad? And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to kill him. But he fights the uh, heavy weapons guy. Mm. That guy. Uh, it led into uh, Hajime slicing his arms. So he's, now he cannot shoot anything. Nope. So he is now rendered useless. He can still fly. He just can't shoot anything. And they're like, you know, if you hurry up and go to the doctor, they might be able to reattach them. And he quibbles away. <laughs> he runs away with his arms. Yep. To go to yep. a doctor. Uh, and I believe I believe it ends there. Like no. they're about like they're about to fight the other person. No, so this is where you, this is you skip the part because this is where you said I have this bomb and if it goes off, yeah, kill the whole world. That's where it ends. Where she's just like, oh my god, I'm so turned on. My nipples, oh, tweak them. Basically, as she's that's where that ends. Uh, but yeah, these, like, oh, but yeah, these, but yeah, these, these last these last two episodes were not really great <laughs> per se. No. No, not really. Yeah, it's just it's just more of Hajime is ugly as fuck. Hajime is ugly as fuck and dumb. Yeah, and... he's he's very he's very dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and one thing we forgot to mention is basically to prevent them from being controlled by anybody, they shot each other with fucking red arrows. I said that already. Did you? Yeah, I said the plan was they shot each other with red arrows. So. Oh, I didn't hear you. Sorry. Yeah, I did. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I, I I I I remembered. I remembered. So basically, Saki now is in love with Mukaido. Um, and Mikado, and, no, I'm sorry, the opposite. The opposite. Uh, Mirai's in love with Mikado, and Saki's in love with uh, is in love with uh, Mirai now, yeah. Uh, Mukai and Mukaido is in love with uh, Saki, I think. No, Saki with Mukaido, Mukaido with no, sorry, Saki, Saki with Mirai, yeah, Mirai, Mirai with Mukaido, and Mukaido with Saki, yeah. okay. That's yeah, yeah, so we were right, yeah, because because you call it uh. Maki couldn't go to her again because she already got yeah. shot. Yes, exactly. Okay. All righty. Very good. Uh, anyway, no one gives a shit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, Aquato. You all go. We didn't talk about Aquato first, right? We did not. We forgot to. We forgot to. All right. Well, Aquato uh, is over. I really uh, like the ending of Aquato. It, it ended where it needed to. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, they finally talk about the Aquato, which is a program. Mm-hmm. On uh, in Hawaii, I believe. Yep, and it says research, oh, all, yep, the research uh, says we are only taking two people. No, not that they're only taking. They're only taking a few people, not two people. No, they, they they said two from the like attendance and yeah, it was only. I two. didn't hear the number two. I just heard a few, and it ended, yeah, up, being yeah, like, no, it ended yeah. up being like five. I think. No, it was five from different staff, but but mostly like out of the out of that out of that crew, it's two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there's people from other aquariums. I don't know. Fuck the other parents. Yeah. But I was like, for my guys, I need two. I'm only taking two of you. So I thought this would be a sure thing for Kukuru, but you find out she doesn't even attempt to apply. Nope. No, it's actually Fuka. Yeah, Fuka has the, the interest of doing it. Man, it's all it all stems from when she um when she got to see the uh the animals, or I'm sorry, the, the turtles hatch and she found out about their the environmental dangers. Yeah. And that's where she became like super interested. Yeah, it was uh Fuka, EG. And that one, uh, Caro, Caro, yes, Caro, yeah, 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 yeah. It was those three, like the main ones out of those, it was those three that actually did apply, yeah. And they all got in, uh, EG did not, it did he not, he did not, really. Why, I don't know. I thought I love this thing, 
Yeah, they're like, bro, like to fucking make poisonous fish edible. That was pretty good. Yeah, there was the two girls. I didn't find Caro's that great either. Her presentation was okay, but it wasn't. I, like, I, I liked hers more because I think she was more passionate. Than- like AG wasn't the fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, uh okay. No, they, I think they were gonna. They no, originally they weren't gonna pick Fuka. Yeah, because but because they didn't Fuka, like her because they didn't like her presentation of the dolphin. Yeah, for those who the, for, yeah, so basically the presentation basically they chose them. They had to write an essay, and at the essay and present something. Yeah, presented what it was, and then they were selected from the from the teams to to do a presentation. They're like, you can use anything and everything for your presentation, um, as long as it's you know related to something marine esque. Yeah. So basically, Ag wanted to make a poisonous animals edible. And had it professionally done and whatever, and everybody loved it. There was another girl that did something. I forget what she did, but she wasn't like she was like a, a minuscule character. I, uh, I, if that, I talk about. I talk about Karu. No, that there was another girl. Remember, there was a second girl there that they chose that we had never seen before. So she was really insignificant. Oh, okay. Karu did like a, a, a performance on some shit. Um, do you I remember? Think, I think I think it's more like rare type. Yeah, it might be like rare things. Uh, there like, was another, like rare habitats. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah, no, that reminds me. The I think the other girl, the other girl mentioned about coral reefs. So yeah. the other random girl mentioned about coral reefs, and I forget what Karu did, but Karu had like this well laid out, well written like presentation that it was okay. The there was another guy, random guy who we never saw. He cared about jellyfish, and then finally Fuka was like, "Hey, um, let's go outside of the aquarium." And so Fuka takes them all to where the dolphin is. Um, yep. and and we're forgetting also. Never mind. That's at the end. Yeah, I will say that's at the end. <laughs> that's at the end. Of the- um, so she takes them all to the to where the dolphin is, and she basically look. She dresses up in the dolphin suit from earlier in the season, yeah. and she knows that there's kids there. So she starts asking generic questions, and she wants the kids that are around to answer them. And so she basically gets the kids involved, and she talks about environmental stuff. She talks about between the environmental stuff, she also talks about being able to try and get more people to relate personally with the animals where right. you know like oh the, 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 like banchan has a has a family and you know like sure he's and like, he got separated here but he got separated but he want we want him together so he wanted them to relate more on a personal level like when it comes to reuniting re- reuniting animals and taking care of the animals and things of that nature uh which is a pretty good thing so I, like matthew said the, the the committee was like oh fuka was like basically talking to children but and then akira what, talked about like well like he he got them like she got them engaged yeah it was informative and at the end of the day we want the next generation to to care about the animals not this generation and so fuka would be a great asset because she would be able to really relate and really try and get that like that synergy that desire and love of aquariums around yeah um to the next generation of people so they end up choosing her yep uh we find then we see uh fuka in the beach she's actually we actually see her upset so at first you thought she didn't get in that you find out just because she got it because that means she has to leave kukuru yeah they're going to be on the island for two years so be two years away and kukuru's happy and kukuru even says like hey i'm staying in marketing yeah that was another surprise like you know what i thought about it yeah and I'm going to do what I can for the animals for marketing, which is really cool. Um, yeah, and then, that because of, yeah, because because now she gets to do both things. <laughs> yeah. And so um, as they hold hands, they hold hands, they're happy for each other. And as they hold, they touch hands, they have a vision. 
the first vision since uh since uh gamma gamma closed yeah. and it's beautiful they're swimming with the they're swimming with the dolphin the dolphin is happy it's like the dolphin is the like do- if, the, the dolphin actually left too and the, yeah the dolphin felt like free the dolphin found its family within kukuru and fuka and then the dolphin disappeared from the bay and you just see cuckoo and uh, cuckoo and fuka just shocked while they're holding hands um yeah. so that was pretty wild and that leads us into the final episode. well that that part that part was in the beginning of the final episode no the um does that they were holding hands but it led into the dream was not part of the episode at first no that was the end the dream the the vision was the was the last part of the previous episode the final episode begins with um the wedding with the with the wedding yeah yeah the wedding's being planned out they you see like they got everything they also got the new ship and the fish mm-hmm. like oh yeah we got everything for the thing yeah so. so you basically see everybody all the main characters doing like relays to try and bring the fish into the new sun dome and at the end of the uh the end of the that presentation the next day is the wedding um we see everybody take care of the wedding like try and set up we see them put like a coral heart things of that nature the wedding goes through the wedding is an absolute success um everybody loves it um kukuru and the the wedding planner they get along everything's great they can't wait to keep doing it again blah 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 blah. and then after that's done then they open up the sun dome to the public and that is beautiful. And we see everybody there collaborating, good times. And Fuka and Kukuru go to the Sun Dome together and they sit there, they admire the fish together and they hold hands again. I think they hold hands again, right? Mm, I don't know. They may not hold hands again, but they look up together at the fish and they yeah. experience another vision together. And this one was really emotional. That one, basically, you see uh fuka there you see kukuru there and you see kukuru's family her mother her father her her twin sister yeah twin sister that's passed away and they're there and they're all happy they're proud of fuka i'm sorry of kukuru and fuka perhaps but mostly kukuru and the really beautiful part which you have to really like be in, in you have to really like be perceptive of is that they begin to walk forward together all of them together in unison they start walking forward and as they walk forward uh the the, the, the dead family members they disappear but the vision is still around them and so basically it's very symbolic of the fact that kukuru is able to now move forward in her life she's found this peace and she's able to, to proceed forward um through her journey um as you know and no matter whether fuka's there or not like she has the power now to be able to proceed because she's grown up she's grown wiser she's grown more mature because of all the stuff that she experienced during this season which is really really right. really telling and really good i loved yeah. it yeah. and during this uh we find out it's uh fuka's last day mm-hmm. before she gets shipped off to hawaii shipped off <laughs> <laughs> traded as <laughs> Uh, she has the last day. Says, "I promise you, you'll come back." Like, yeah, I will be back. I'll be back. Yep. And then they go. We we still don't. They still don't show us that uh, fish god thing. They never did, and that pissed me off. Yeah, pissed me off about yep. this fucking show. Yep. Complete and absolute waste. But um, anyway, we go to two years later, which I love. Uh, yes, and then we see them coming back. Uh, Fuka uh, hair was her hair shorter or longer? Fuka's hair is about the same, but she was looked more mature. Like she like yeah. her body, she, and, her and, body and, grew. She and, filled out. And, and, her, and her pants now reach her breasts fully. Yes, Kukuru she, on the other hand, Kukuru had long hair. We see everybody. We see progressions from everybody. We see the sensei um, is pregnant again, and she's going on maternal leave. Yep. We see um, the girl in marketing. The other girl, I forget her name. The other girl that was uh, like she's Akari? like I don't really, 
Akari, yes. She's now Kukuru's Kohai. Kukuru yeah. has now been elevated to like some like head project or something. She's like a project manager, basically. Yeah, she's, no so, longer, she's no longer Plankton. She's no longer Plankton. She's uh, Necton. Yes. Necton, which they, they said like, oh, she's not Plankton anymore. They're like, oh, Necton means that they can swim on their own. Yep. But still small fry, which is yep. pretty funny. But anyway, so Akari is going to be Kukuru's Kohai. Kukuru is now like the head of this project, uh, whatever going on with the aquarium. She basically uh, mixes. She mixes her marketing work and she mixes being an attendant because some of the work requires her to be a lot with the attendant team and dealing with them. Yep. So and she's like a hybrid of the two. And you see her with longer hair. She's more mature, answering the phone, typing. Uh, away. And, and Tsukimi. Really, really, really Tsukimi good. works there, too. As a... Tsukimi is now the head chef of the fucking of, of, of Tingarla. Yeah, uh, we see uh, Kai is still there. We see uh, Karen has become an attendant, like she wanted. So she's yep. now on the attendant team. And then uh, we also Kuya see Kuya, is, girls. Kuya can talk to girls. And Kuya is now the lead where, what's her face was? Karu? Was it Karu? Yeah. Yeah, she's not. he's now in Karu's position. So now he's the lead, which is pretty wild. Umiyan is there. He's still cool. Um, and basically, um, it's pretty wild. The other day, they prepare. Everybody's good coming in. Everything's good. And then Fuka and Karu are in a taxi going to Tingarla. Uh, Fuka asks to, to the taxi off. to pull over to stop. And she's like, I'm, he's like, she's like, I need to make a stop really quick. I'll meet you at the aquarium. OK, so it drops her off in front of um, the like the, the little jungle like yeah, area. She goes to the, woods. Near the beach. She goes to the, like the woods near the beach and goes to provide an offering to the to the, to the fish god. And it's fucking mackerels, which is funny. But um, she, you know, she does yeah, her little, she like, sees a does her offering, does her prayer, and Kukuru finds out where she's at and runs, absolutely runs to them, and they um embrace each other, and they embrace each time. other, tearfully embrace, and that's how the episode ends. And then we see like you know little bits and pieces of like beautiful artwork, and then in an after credit, basically, um, they talk about like you know like the heart of their friendship and the heart of like you know working together, things like that. And they're like, you know, heart, passion, something. And they're like, and soul. And they talk about Okinawa and soul. And that's how the series ends when they talk about the soul of Okinawa, which yeah. is uh, pretty wild. So all in all, I really like the ending. Still pissed off we didn't get anything about the sun god. Um, it's a three out of five. And that's pretty fair. Yeah, it, 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 again, it wasn't bad. Um, no. It, it, definitely, it definitely jumped off the rails. It just, it wasn't, it was just, it had so much potential and then it let us down and then it had a good ending, but it just, all the other stuff, like, you know, at the end of the day, the way I, the way I wrote about it in my, in my review on our uh, Facebook group and my uh, talk to Kiki on Facebook and on my anime Instagram, AI underscore anime 24, get those two plugs in really quick. But um, the way I wrote about it is basically, if you like the show, you will like the show if you want to see something, if you want to see the story of two girls growing up from a dying dream and becoming, you know, children and becoming women and um, not women, like, you know, in any sort of sexual way or anything like that, but women in terms of, you know, being full-fledged adults that understand the understand struggles and feelings and hardships and emotions and things of that nature. Um, You'll enjoy that. If you enjoy (laughs) watching um, about nature conservation and about beautiful scenery in Okinawa and um, ocean life and preservation of ocean life. This will be for you um, beyond just the beautiful music and the stunning uh, animation. Um, it, that's what you're looking for when you see that, when you see that, when you see that right. show, I should say. So if you like any of those, that type of combination, then this will be the show for you. Um, and that's really about all the positives I can say about it, which isn't bad. No, uh, it, again, it's definitely solid enough. If you like the whole slice of life thing. <laughs> 
It just uh, you know, like I like I wrote and like I told you last week. I just I don't I didn't get what I would have wanted out of a slice of life from this. I started to get it at the beginning of the season, then it fell off and I didn't get it. And then toward the end, I kind of got it. Um, but it it didn't hit the way that it was hitting before. It didn't hit the way it to was, hit the way you wanted it to. <laughs> the way it wanted it to, yeah. Like it just it didn't it didn't hit me the way it needed to hit me. And that's fine. Like I said, it's not for everybody. Um, but yeah, that's about all I said. All right. Uh now we are moving on. Uh far away paladin. I love this week's episode. They did. Uh it picked up where we left off where the, uh, the last couple print... episodes have been really good at. Yeah. Uh it picked up where we left off with the prince. Friend, the heck, hey, uh, I should kill you, Williams, <laughs> mm. for uh, suggesting to send my men to this mm. town full of beasts. So what if I killed you? And I was like, no, don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, you could. You feel you'll be obligated to. But hear me out. Here's this. Mm. He's, he eventually persuades the uh, the prince. He's like, you know, what? I like you because your friend. Your friend gave me this death glare. Mm-hmm. After saying I was going to kill you. <laughs> And then Mendelador is like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's a he's he's a tsundere. He's totally a tsundere. Yeah, he is. He kind of. Is. And then the and then the archbishop's like, Hey, don't do anything to him. It's like, oh, we already said I'm not going to. But okay, okay, guy. Right. But um, basically, it turned into like he's doing he's doing stuff about permission. I need him. I gotta teach him the ways of our church. And he even calls like William, like, Hey, you're a fucking novice. Mm-hmm. And we get to that, what you call it? Uh, so the the bitch actually starts teaching him. He asks you, like, what do you want type of like what type of paladin are you? Mm. It's like I it's like that that one this just wants to help people. It's like, yeah, you definitely are a newbie, but it's good that you have that. Mm-hmm. Um basically with the uh the bishop praying, the Williams like, what do you pray for type of thing? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Like I like you need like you need stuff like you need money from the people you need this you need that you can't just pray for stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so st- like stuff like that like like money military fighting like all that is necessary to get what you want. Mm. You, you can talk for me, you know, because I'm still the sick one. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good. You're good. Like, you, feel free to jump in at any time. <laughs> no, you're good. You, you, you normally, you know, you normally handle these. Uh, but uh, what you call it? Uh, eventually, uh, we see the the group in the room. Uh, Robina is writing a song for William. Did you hold on? Did you write? Um, did you mention already the the wyvern killer? Do you mention how you killed the wyvern? We did not. So you got to backtrack all the way back. So Matthew's talking about the last episode. Yeah, and we'll get back to that. But the previous episode that we didn't get a chance to review because yeah, of you know, circumstances, <laughs> um, they're in the village. Or sorry, they they come to White Sales, yeah, and they um they try to set up their businesses and all of that. And um, basically, they eat. They have like this beautiful like you know meals or whatever. And then they go to the the temple. The temple. Um, he goes to offer a blessing. He's like, I'd like to speak to you know whoever is in charge of the temple. And they're like, Well, I would normally be the vice bishop, but he's away on business. Uh, so can't really do much. And he's like, Oh, I'm a priest. Like, who's your goddess? Oh, Gracefield. They're like, Oh, that's a unheard of goddess. Like the hell. And he, he's he does that, boomer. He's like, he's a fucking boomer. Yeah, boomer. <laughs> boomer. <laughs> and um, as he does that, uh Bishop Bagley, who uh, Matthew referred to previously, shows up and he's just this fucking he's just a, a dick. He's a fucking brash like asshole. And you could tell he's not really religious what the fuck soever. But he basically puts uh he puts um 
uh, will through a like a verbal test in a way and he passes it and he's like uh, he looks at the the guy and he's like what are you doing you fucking idiot get him uh, registered and give him a let like, him, yeah you know, make it make him feel at home you son of a yeah bitch. make him feel at home you son of a bitch yeah and so basically he gets registered with the temple him and the and uh him uh mental um uh who then who the the girl and the guy Tonio. Oh, they, and... they they went they went their own way then. Did they? Yeah, yeah. She yeah, she was she met. I thought she... they were staying in the in they thought that they're staying in the in the, the temple. Yeah, Tonio. but they were they, but they weren't there with them. <laughs> yeah, but they basically end up so they were doing their own thing at the time, but um basically Menel, uh Will, Tonio, and um what's Robina. the girl's name? Rubina. Rubina, yeah, they end up staying in um in the, the guest bedrooms in the temple. And so um as they're staying there after this whole thing occurs, basically, um uh, what's it called? A uh, wyvern comes over and starts attacking white sails, causing all sorts of damage, hurting people, killing people. And Will and Mental spring into action, and they have—they are not successful at first. Um, Will is like kind of stupid, like he's just thinking about he's being rash. That, yeah, he's being brash, and so um, he's basically thinking of the way that uh, that uh, blood would probably take down a wyvern, but it doesn't work that way for him because he's not yeah. that level yet. Yeah, and he's, so he's, he's not Bruce strength. So. Yeah. And so Mano's looking at him like, dude, are you a fucking idiot? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to die. Da, da, da. So he's like, you know, I have a plan. And so basically they use the fairies and they use Will's magic uh, to bring down the wyvern down to their level. And they try to, you know, to ca- they try to capture the wyvern, but they're unable to. And so Will not wanting the wyvern to get back up and because it'll be a pain in the ass to get him back down. He's already agitated. It's going to be even worse. He jumps on the wyvern's back and fucking strangles the wyvern and then breaks its fucking neck to kill it. Um, and so he's known as the wyvern killer and everybody celebrates him. They love him, you know, without him, like, you know, all would be lost. And then at the end of that episode is when he's summoned, uh, to the, uh, to the prince's palace where we picked up on the previous episode that Matthew started talking about. So, um, what part did you leave off on, on that one? Uh, basically, uh, the group are in the, are in the bedroom. Robina's writing a song about William. Mm -hmm. He's like, Hey, I don't want to hear it here. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, and then uh, basically, uh, William got approval to get a crew to go into the beast woods. <laughs> yeah, and the bishop, like you know, Matthew said, basically said, like, you know, you're an idiot, you shouldn't do that, whatever. But he does, and so basically, that approval is through him becoming a knight. Um, but before that, he goes he, so for try and find the crew, as Matthew said, and so they end up in the um, the they tavern. End up, they end up in the tavern, and they put their request up on the on the adventurers board. It's like and, you don't you know, get you you don't get paid. He's, he's like you very get, low you pay, guaranteed certain death. Um, doing it all for glory. You, yeah, that's it. And you're like, you fucking kidding me? Why are you do this? And then one of the guys was like, Well, what's the problem with that? Well, you fuck, he's like, you fucking blowhards. Shut up. Like, and, well, guess what? I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, and the fucking guy, him and his like other crew, and who was, they what was his name? Um, the the big uh, guy, the big guy, yeah, Rostov guy. or something, Rostev or something, Rustov or something, something like that. Rostov, Rusev. <laughs> it was not Rusev. Rusev Machka. It wasn't. It wasn't fucking Rusev. It wasn't goddamn uh, Miro. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Rostov, the penetrator. Rostov, yeah, <laughs> the penetrator. <laughs> giggity, giggity, giggity. but basically um and his was, gang of people yeah. that were there yeah they agree um they're like just give us a bed and food and uh we're good if we, if we make some pocket change even better yep and then yeah robina comes back with antonio's like hey we made a shit ton of money with your song we made sales 
or definitely good. William yeah. tells them about well who they met, and then Robia's like, "Hey, wait, where did you meet this guy? I'm trying to talk to him. I've been yeah. trying to make a song for him though, for the longest time, but he won't brag about himself. The nerve of the guys." Yeah, so they go to they try and interview him, and it's the same thing. It's a waste of time. They get pissed off. Da 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 da. But Will gets an idea of like the type of character he is and stuff. So that, that's helpful, I guess, as we go along. I don't know. Do you get you know something tells me I get like a little bit of like a shady feeling. Like this guy's not gonna like fuck over Will, but he's not gonna be. Like the biggest help. He's not gonna be the biggest help. Probably not at first. Yeah. And, but they'll get a realization and then be helpful at the end. It'll probably be like mental, right? Yeah, kind of, but not like as corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. But um like yeah, you find like you find out people do it for him, but he takes mm-hmm. the glory or yeah, and so basically the episode ends after that, after he's got his crew. The episode ends with him be, uh, getting ordained by the Archbishop and by the Prince of the of White Sails as a new yep. knight. Um, they do like the, the knighting ceremony and um, <laughs> basically fucking they said, long live the paladin, long live the paladin. And so the faraway you know, paladin. That's a, no. So they don't say the faraway paladin. They do. They did. Oh, listen, no, so they don't say it at the, the time. Long live the paladin. So he ends up talking to the Archbishop. And they end up having like, you know, this thing, like, oh, like you said, like um, uh, Ruby is like, oh, yeah, I made a lot of sales. We made a lot of sales. And then um, one of the guys from the um, from the from the group that he's going to be leading, they're like, hey, we're having some sparring matches. Come take a round with us. And Menno's in the corner drinking and shit. He's like, Menno, come. He's like, yeah, I'm not me. I'm good. And so the episode ends with and that's the story of how I became the faraway paladin, which is roll the, credits, roll credits, because that's the name. And so that was a yeah. great end to that fucking to that. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, I kind of wish when they mentioned that, and that's how I became the faraway paladin. That's where they should have ended the season. Yeah, well, my god, it, it feels like it feels like we're definitely getting more. No, we are getting more. We only have two more episodes, I believe. To, yeah, uh, till then. So uh, we do have two more. Yes. Yes. And then we will be good in that. Uh, moving on, uh, we are going to do Comey. Comey. Yeah. This is eight or nine. Nine. We didn't do eight, right? Does that really matter though? You know, I was telling you this at some point. I was like, you know, in all sincerity, Comey just isn't hitting. It's not hitting the way I thought. Uh, I actually talked to my friend about that. Yeah. And he's like, he even said, like, this is probably one that shouldn't just stayed as a manga. It's not. Because the manga is really good. And I feel like it's just not, and not all of them hit as an anime. Yeah. Like, you know, um, Promise Neverland. It's just, it's not. It's just, it just doesn't. It's not. It's not nearly as bad as Promise Neverland by no. no I, I still enjoy it, but it's just more. It, I think it just it should just been left as a manga. It's not just. That's just not hitting well. It's just not. And it's not. It's like it's okay. Like there's parts where I chuckle or I'll go ha. I see what they did there. And then meh. yeah, like I I, I care about Komi Tadano and Osami o- Osana. That's really it. The mm-hmm. rest are just okay. Mm-hmm. And they're really funny at times, but it's not always. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we got a new girl, like, is a country girl. She thinks uh, Comey's a city girl. Mm. And then you see Najimi coming, like, hey, I forgot my lunch. Uh, order for me, Comey. I, I want this. Like, it says all this complete from fucking Subway. So, subway. 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 Hola, and then, and, and then Connor was like, 
and then Tato's like, don't make Comey do this. That's too much for her. Then Comey's like, eh, I'll do it. It gets aggravating when I see Comey sometimes. It's just like, you know, I get that she has like a, a, a mental disablement when it comes to being like socially anxious. I, it's cute. I think it's, it's cute. Some of it becomes too much, dude. Like, you know, oh, well, so there are times. Yeah, That's she's in I, like, first off, she's a fucking moron because she doesn't jot down anything that she says. She doesn't bring it over like she likes to write and she writes really well. So you're telling me that fucking she can't someone can't ask Najimi, like, repeat what you said. She writes it down and she fucking brings it to, to wherever the fuck they're like, how can I help you? And she just gives them the notebook that says, I want this, 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 this. OK, get it done. And you don't have to worry right. about it. Like, right, right. Come on, dude. I know. I the, I hear what you're saying. I, hear I get what it. She's super that. anxious. Like she, you know, she's scared of people's existences and shit. But it becomes too much sometimes, bro. Like, no, yeah. stop. Ah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Kobe fails to get it. The girl thinks she gets uh, something, but she doesn't fucking get. She got. She got the turkey avocado. Just not the topping. Yeah. Say, so, like, oh, I know. No onions. Extra pickle. Something. Something. Uh, with bread. and something yeah, yeah. it's like, a long aggravated list the typical girl. subway shit too right typical yeah, fucking yeah. starbucks shit subway shit like najimi's fucking one of those difficult ass fucking people god damn it no you you know najimi's difficult from everything that's been going on. you know she's difficult off the bat because she's a <sighs> but uh anyway the country girl's like oh man comey's so composed even though really not she got yeah. the sandwich she goes like oh uh yeah, it's the wrong order. Then Kobe feels bad, and Najimi's like, "Ah, oh, shit, I made a mistake. Go man, go man." Uh, that was uh, that was a good part of it. Uh, next one was uh, Comey wanted uh, Tata to know the caller by her first name because no, you Tata... skipped Comey going to Homegirl's house. Homegirl, the one eye patch girl. Oh yeah, I thought that was after that. No, that was before that. Oh okay. Well okay yeah, Comey hangs out with eye patch girl uh, Omaharu. Yeah, that's her name, Omaharu. <laughs> I don't know her name. I, I, I have it up. Good. Yeah, Oma, yeah, Omaharo. So he's like, oh, uh, I should invite Kobe over. Let's see what happens. Like Dungeons and Dragons and shit. Yeah. And then uh, Kobe actually... She's a super fucking nerd. Super yeah. weak. She's a yes, weak. super weak. Uh, Kobe actually accepts the invite, but like by herself. Right. And then Omaharo's like, shit, I'm losing her type of thing. Uh, Najibi, come here. Come over. I'm losing her. And then Najibi comes over with Tadano. Like, oh yeah, he stays. Pretend he doesn't exist. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> he's like, the fuck, bro. Yeah, he, he's fine. He's used to it. Uh, they're all talking. They were talking about uh, something done over the summer. And then Tano's like, hey, yeah, that's right, Kobe. I did see you at the park. He's like, why didn't you say hi? Like, well, I will next time. Bro. Fuck you. I was admiring you actually doing shit. No, I think that was later. No, no, it was, it was during that conversation. No, it wasn't, dude. That com- no, that that part conversation happened at the end of the at the end of the previous episode, which was the last day of summer. I thought that I thought it was at our house. <laughs> no, it was not. They they basically too many houses. Yeah, they're, so basically there are too, they're, they're they're, too they're, many houses. They're at her house. This episode is they're at her house, and then they basically went and um they started playing <laughs> Smash their version of Smash Bros. I forget what it's called. And within that, within that, oh right, and then yeah, Kobe within that battle, there's like play. a skit. There's like a skit that happens with all the characters. And it's coincidentally, all the characters happen to have like similar names as them. Swamp Bros or something. Yeah, like which is yeah, which is kind of funny. And so freaking um, what's it called? So Obaharu uh, and uh Najimi were getting competitive while yeah. Tadano was teaching Komi how to play. Yeah. And led into like, oh yeah, Najimi's great at this game. Yeah. Uh Obahara actually got a win 
from uh, Comey fucking up somehow. No, just Comey was like just doing what Tadano told her and uh, Distraction. Like mud. <laughs> Excuse me, slinging mud. And uh, the mud, if you get the mud on you, is slow. So it gets into uh uh Najime. hajime's eyes hajime what the fuck am i saying hajime Najime. najime's eyes and caused her to slow down and that's what enabled uh what's her face omaharu to get the win to get the final blow yeah it's like yeah i wasn't going all out you cheated fuck you and then that part ended <laughs> and now we go to uh the names no not quite we don't go to the names. No. next part oh god damn it this is no you're not not quite the next part then, then, you, then you do this one i don't give a shit all right fine. <laughs> The next part is Najimi calls fucking Comey again and is like, hey, sorry to bother you on your day off, but I need help at job at, at work. You know, I'll give you some money. Da, da, da. So Comey's like, all right, I'll come help you. And basically she has to give out tissue. Um, and so it's an easy job. You just got to stand there and fucking give out tissues to people. But Comey and her social anxiety starts fucking up. But sees Najimi doing really well. You know, like, oh, I'm going to get fired up. Fucks up. I'm refired up. And so slowly but surely she ends up, you know giving out the giving out the the handkerchiefs everybody comes to her she becomes like more personable without saying a single word which is cool um and basically they end up getting off getting they end up giving away all five thousand of the tissues in between that they see like some random woman who's just like i want tissues and like everything is wrong like oh i'm gonna sneeze i'm sweaty i forgot my handkerchief um something i forget some other shit um and she's like i want tissues and she gets the tissues and that's what starts to trigger they end up giving away all the tissues and um what's it called najimi's like oh yeah you know i'll give you a third of the money and uh comey's like cool and then as comey's like standing there she's like a third and it pans over to uh the guy in the bear suit and it's tadano who's currently dying of fucking heat exhaustion in the bear suit yeah um so that was fun and so then it moves on to the final part comey basically uh has a nightmare that everybody in her class has a sesame seed on their face and her social anxiety doesn't allow her to talk about the um hey you got something on your face yeah she can't say that so she's like she's and she's going insane because everybody's got something on her face and she it annoys her but she can't say anything because of her her confliction so and she wakes up and it's a nightmare and she's like oh my god thank god it's a dream the next day she goes to fucking school wouldn't you know who has a fucking sesame on his face i don't know Todd and another goddamn sesame on his feet on his face and she's like what the fuck and she tries to tell him that it goes on can't tell him and then there's where najimi starts bringing up the names um tadano's talking to to uh najimi and saying najimi something 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 najimi something 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 like, like first name they're on a first name basis. they're on a first name basis well kind of um well, well they're like she, they don't like tadano's first name that's why yeah so we find about. out basically um comey's like doing like the little like shoulder shifty thing like you know when you're like when you see in the hentai's when they're turned on or when they're embarrassed and real like normal anime she's doing the shifty thing and uh tadano's like are you okay comey and comey's like um why don't you call me by my first name too and um he's like oh he starts to freak out and she, he goes why i call me is a nice name and she's like well you and najimi are friends right so we're friends too. So why don't you call me by my name? It was super flirty, and she was yeah. Like, and Najimi was fine. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Showed that. Shaka, 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 shaka. And then Tadano was like, I can't do it. I'm you try, Tadano. Like, yeah, he sounded just like Comey when she's trying to like talk. Comey yeah. son. And they're like, Tadano couldn't do it. And then Najimi is like, like, like you, you brought it up. Do it. <laughs> they called Tadano by his name. Hitu Hitu. His name is Hitu Hitu, right? Yeah. Hitu 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 is his name. Yeah. Hitu Hitu. He's like, Hito Hito. And he's like, 
writes it down. <laughs> and, then, and then they went back to and they're like, Yeah, you know, it. um, but just leave it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you guys are fucking terrible. Just forget it. And then she's like, you know what? He's like, I get it though. You know, Hito Hito doesn't roll off the tongue like Shoko or Najimi or something. And she's oh, I don't know. By the way, you have a sesame seed on your face this whole time. <laughs> and it says Najimi can say everything. Yeah. And that's how the episode. Yeah. Uh, not not bad stuff. I guess some of the a lot, a lot of these episodes are hits, but some of them are misses. You know what this reminds me of? It, like I get that it's done in the style that's similar to um to to Kaguya-sama. Yeah, it just isn't as funny as Kaguya-sama. Like I well, watch Kaguya. Well, 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 they're di- well, they're different things. Let's let's be so fair. They're not though. So you know. Comey is based off of the the principle of having you know a crippling societal disease where she's you know socially deficient and all that stuff, right? Meanwhile, um, basically Kaguya-sama is basically a, a girl and a boy that can't really come to terms with the fact that they like each other and they they can't tell each other that. But in terms of like the style, like when it comes to music, when it comes to um like the inner the inner conversations, the the narrations, it's all very similar. But it just, you know, when it comes to the, the feelings, again, I know it's a slow burn with Komi-san. Komi-san is just basically a very, very slow burn till her and Tadano eventually go out. Um, and it's kind of that way for Kagusama as well. But there's always, I feel, so much more progress that's done in... Um, in Kaguya-sama because of the fact that you know they're a lot more open and they can verbalize it which you know obviously helps um and it's also significantly way more funnier than than Comey like Comey's cute you know Comey's got like some chuckable moments like ha you know like ha it's funny you know but you're not yeah. pissing yourself laughing like you would in a Kaguya-sama so right. I a lot of times when I watch it and I think of Kaguya-sama because of the narration and the the, the and the the music when it comes to certain stories and things like that it just it, it doesn't hit it's just like it, it misses it feels like a like a like a a different it seems like a similar version of kaguya-sama but weaker yeah. which isn't obviously right. what they wanted but that's how i, I... all right i move it on senpai is annoying i love this aspect about uh, we're we are now back to the winter time yes it is now winter. we're they passed christmas because you already had a christmas episode did we talk about the- that was like months ago that was weeks ago and they had another one didn't they what was the previous episode? Basketball, but basketball episode. We had a basketball episode. It's not that real. It was okay. that's, that's why I'm not talking about this. It was okay. On. Basically, it cog- not 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 every cog- episode yeah. needs a two episode recap. <laughs> no, well, I, the only thing I'll say is that basically the last couple episodes has been a high focus on uh, Sakurai, Sakurai and, and Kazuma, Kazuma, and we get even more focus here, which was and it was spectacular yeah. focus. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, we are now going to. They're past Christmas. It's New Year's Eve. They're all working before their uh, New Year's break. Mm. Uh, like, oh yeah, what's everyone's plans? At Garashi with um, Natsumi. Kazuma's gonna play games. Sakurai's gonna be with her brother. The boss okay. is going on a on a on a fishing trip. No, he's a no. If he's on a, no, a fishing he's going, trip, he's going to a ski resort. Ski trip. Grandpa, we find out Futaba's yeah, it, grandpa is going on a fishing. Yes, and uh, Takeda is basically doing uh, judo practice. Yeah. And then get R&R for his body at the training. Yeah. Uh, so we find out all those. Uh, Sakurai actually invites Kazuma to her after place. A, after a, um, a Christmas, or I'm sorry, a New Year's party where they get a little. Yep. Yeah, they have a New Year's party. They all get crunk. Yep. Get drunk. They eat. They go home. They're happy. Uh, Sakurai invites Kazuma. Like, hey, you want to spend New Year's with me and my brother? He's like, yeah, I like that. And then you find out uh, Yuto as, oh yeah, I forgot. I have New Year's plans with my friends. I want to know who her friend is. 
I want to know who his friend is. That was a group of friends. So, mm. well, it's not. Well, it's not Natsume. So. It's not. Yeah, because she's with Igarashi. <laughs> uh, but anyway, because of this, like, oh yeah, you're on your own with Kazuma. And then she's like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like ah, like ah, shit. And then Kazuma comes like, oh yeah, I just saw. Like, where's your brother? Oh, he just left. You didn't see him. I was like, no. Because it came there like a second after he left. Like, oh, because of this, like, oh yeah, uh, it's just you and me here. She's like all like freaking out. She's all flustered, being so dairy like. And then she finds out she ruined the food. She because she was all embarrassed. She fucking yeah. forgot that it was it was on. Like, hey, you forgot this. Like, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while all that is going on, there, Spender Sakura apologizes. Kazuma says, I don't care. I'm just enjoying your company. That's all I care about. Mm. Then we go to Igarashi and Natsumi. They're hanging out of Igarashi's apartment. They get a face, they get a FaceTime with OG Chan, the grandfather. Mm. Fishing trip, like, I'm fishing with the boys at like past midnight on the boat. <laughs> yep. Somewhere to see, and the guy's like, "Hey, that's your granddaughter. She's cute." He's like, "Hey, you stay the fuck away from her. Who's gonna have sex with my granddaughter? It's gonna be me." No one said sex, bro. I. It's it. No, it's not. They were like, it looked like they look like two fucking yakuza guys, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, she's so cute." I know, but again, he has that complex, like how sisters with the brothers that only chance I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but grandfather, granddaughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I get he cares for. Her. <laughs> But yeah. it's just creepy at times. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, and they go, we get the whole Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Uh, what is uh, it? Akimashita omedito. I, I gotta remember how to say that. Yeah. Akimashita uh, omedito gozaimasu. Yeah, uh, and then we go to the next day. We see uh, the gang at the shrine. Uh, Igarashi and uh, Natsumi already there. They see Takeda. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they go towards him, and then Natsumi smirks like, oh, I have somewhere to be, kind of important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Igarashi, you go hang out with him while I go take care of this. Mm-hmm. And then Takeda is like, hey, uh, you want to do a shrine with me? And she's like, I guess. Fuck you. <laughs> and then they are talking about, they do a shrine together, they do a prayer, and they go to the fortune thing. It's like, oh yeah, this fortune is the best. Like, no, this one is from this person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you want to place a bet? You want to fucking go? Fuck. You want to fuck with me? Yeah. Would you want to fuck with me? Anyway, they get their uh they get their fortune, they stare at it, and there's this awkward silence. And they're like, you know, it, it's not that great. Let's let's forget this happened. They hang it up, and they find out like the person you're destined to view if is right next to you. That's mm. what they got. Mm. And then um they Igarash and Takeda are at the ramen shop, and then uh on the TV you see Kazuma. And Sakurai on screen, they're like, "Oh, yeah, look at this lovely couple!" They're like, "Oh, we're not a couple. Like, we're just hanging out." We're just that was so funny. That part yeah. was so funny. Yeah. And then you see embarrassing picture of Igarashi and Takeda. She's asleep. Oh my god, it's so cute. So they're like, and oh, they're like, "Oh, like, oh, look at this cute father daughter." And Futaba loses her whole fucking shit. And she's like, "I'll be right back. I forgot something." Takeda's like, "Oh, okay, cool." And she proceeds to beat Kazuma's ass. <laughs> beats the shit out of him. I was like, and then it was, uh, great. it was fucking great. And then Kazuma wakes up on uh, Sakurai's lap, and then uh, when Sakurai goes to get a drink, you see the little girl. He's like, "Hey, are you dating her?" "Uh, no, uh, I'm just a coworker." "Oh, then can you explain this picture?" And then, and then before Kazuma can look at it, Sakurai picks like, "Oh yeah, what's this?" You no, well, you it. forgot. They're like, "Oh, we're just coworker." They're like, "Well, do you like her?" And Kazuma admits, yeah, yeah, I like her. 
I, the, you know, I'm just a nobody and I don't even know how she feels about me. And she, so the girl's like, look at the picture, look at the picture. But before you look at the picture, Sakurai looks at the picture like, oh, what a cute little girl. Oh, a camera. Something fishy's going on. Yep, she looks and, at the uh, camera and she turns into fucking Medusa. Like, meh. It's like, delete, delete. Did you see this picture? Did you see this like, picture? No, I no. didn't. You're forbidden from seeing this picture. Oh, Nietzsche, are you going to delete it? Yes. yes. <laughs> and you're like, you can't take pictures like this. And the episode ends with you see the picture. picture and she kissed him while he was unconscious, which was absolutely fucking adorbs. That cast a fucking adorable, dude. That cast is first base. It that does. Kid kisses unconscious body. That counts as second base, bro. <laughs> that counts as third since, you, <laughs> since there was no permission. <laughs> there was no permission. So, you know, hey, uh, but no yeah, consent, bro. This, this was definitely cute. <laughs> It was a dope, dude. I fucking this, I I enjoyed. I love this shit. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Assassin, another good episode. Yes. Oh, uh, this is the penultimate. Um, it kicks off where we left off with uh, the dad telling. Oh yeah, Luke, they don't know about last week's episode. Everything we, went we, well. We, they we went did, on a we, date. We talked about that. Did we? We did. Oh man, I don't remember. Yeah, we did. You must kill Dia. Yes, yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. Uh, that's like you gotta kill Dia. Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? We well, we person? find out. Well, first off, why do I got to kill Dia? And so they go through the story of basically um, they go through a long historical story about what happens, like what happened in the war, what happened there. And we find out. And it, it, one, of the, one of the major points is that, hey, Dia is your cousin, dude, because she's from your mom's part of the Vicone family. So by yeah. definition, you're related to the Vicone family. So she's your cousin, bro. And yeah. fucking he's like, I don't care. I love her. Yeah, um, and Luke is like, oh yeah, three things. One, I she helped me. Two, yeah. I love her. And three, I promise I would be there if she needed me. And yeah, yeah she needs me. Yeah, and it was pretty wild. They're like, so basically, <coughs> they they come up with a plan basically where, listen, we're not gonna kill Dia. Like she needs to die. Like, like we're not gonna kill her. You're gonna bring her back here alive. You're gonna come back alive. Yeah. And if you if you this happens and they find you there, you're helping them out. This becomes a fucking international incident, basically. Yeah, so, basically. Right. Basically, look, make it look like they killed her, even though he did it, and bring her back. Yeah. So, yep. So basically, um, as he prepares, Tarte goes like, "You love Dia, don't you?" Yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna help you. Like, no, you don't have to help me. Like, no, I'm gonna help carry. Yeah, you because because like if you if you do this yourself, you're not gonna recover in time. So. Yeah. So she so basically he she does like a wind spell and basically uses centrifugal force and drag and inertia to drag Lug along this win and so she goes about maybe like a, i think halfway she made it about a, little, a little a little over halfway like she's over like, halfway before she's tired collapses. yeah she's she talking about it like oh yeah. like, I, like he saved me even though i was used by him but I yeah said, i'm but gonna give like, my life to him yeah because he gave me purpose when nobody wanted me so yeah. i i have a i have a, a reason for for being used and I, i'll just you know give him give myself up to him forever because i love him and so um, she makes it about halfway. She collapses. Luke saves her from fucking getting fucking like just tore to shit. Blown of off. The, yeah. Yeah. Because of the wind, uh, the wind differentials and stuff. And so um, basically, as he picks her up, she's like, are you OK? Yeah. And he's super cold because he's more concerned about Dia and, and the situation. He's like, all right, I'm going to keep going. And uh, Tarte is like, promise me you'll come back with her. Right. And he goes, yeah, I'll come back with her. And he just goes off on his way. And Tarte just sits there luck. and between like, and you know, it's funny. I did chuckle because they, they, they did a, a fucking close up of her legs twitching like a hentai. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> it, made yeah they did that. it made me uh, chuckle, but that was, that was what 
Because uh, that while she wished them like good luck and all that. Yeah, she's like, like he's he's Sorry. gone, right? Yeah, and then fucking as she wished her luck, he goes on his way. And as she stands there trying to compose herself, she realizes everything and she's like, I love him so much. And she just begins to absolutely fucking ball. Yeah. Absolutely ball. Um, and it's quite sad when you really see it. So um it is now nighttime. Luke is at the he's at he's by her house. He looks around, yeah. he's like, Oh, there's guards there, there's guards there. Yeah. Uh, how I, basically he has to make a strategy of to basically confuse some of them, like basically get their attention away from him and from the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <coughs> so Boy, he, he, yeah, it does. Uh, so he snipes some of them, and then uh, while when he moves direction, he has those uh, crystals where he puts his mana in, mm-hmm. and he throws them like grenade launchers, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he puts a little bit of fire, wind, a little bit of earth. It's pretty wicked. Yeah. He makes fucking he makes little mini nukes out of them shit yeah and so fro- he starts from in different areas to get again put everyone in, in, a, in a stray uh people are dying and that uh, you see some of the guards like oh shit now's our chance to attack them <laughs> yeah so basically he snipes all the magic users first then he does the bomb yeah. stuff and when they realize everything that's going on they um they attack and this allows luke to basically go, yeah go undetected he snatches a, a woman's body that's that's been killed on the battlefield snatches a woman's body and he mentions like hey you know i gotta make it into the castle without being noticed in order for this to truly be successful and so he manages to do that he confronts the you know like oh you know i love you da, da, da. you came for me blah blah blah, blah 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 and uh that's how the episode ends if i'm not mistaken uh there is an after credit uh with I, amaha i don't think i saw it no, uh, basically, uh, I see Maha doing research on the stone. Uh, one of the girls comes and he talks to her. Like, oh, yeah, we found this. And then it, Maha got realizing, oh, shit. Like, I think uh, I think that, he, that the hero is there or there's stuff else. They didn't go into full detail what she saw, but it's, this is something that made her freak out. A well, little. we have gotten confirmation the hero shows up in the final episode. I'm sorry, Wednesday. We yes. uh, that's what happened there. Great stuff. Uh, we're definitely going to see Oh, yeah, I can't wait. So we got that uh, fun stuff. And now we move on. <laughs> Indeed, we will. Uh, Tact OP Destiny. <sighs> it's so good. Such good shit, pal. <laughs> Such good uh, shit. Uh, we picked Fight up my up. egg. The egg. It's egg. fucking good. Egg. <laughs> egg. Egg. <laughs> I hate that fucking. Bro, $100 million. That's where we get it from Cornette. I, I, I've been watching that. I have been listening last. to that. Right, I I love his impression of this. Yeah, spoke on my egg. Yes, but anyway, anyway, basically, uh, uh, you see, what's that composer's um, which one? Schindler. Schindler. Yeah, we 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 we, we talked we talked about Lenny dead. Yes, we did. Yeah, so Schindler is at this uh, Symphonica base. He sees like with surrounded all by all. Oh, that's stuff. not Schindler. That's uh, what's his dick? Sa- Sagan. Sorry. Sagan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at the wrong guy. No. Yeah. It's a Sagan. Yes. Yeah. Sagan is in the is in the is back at headquarters. He's back at the headquarters. He's in the the base of the Symphonica where there's like a beautiful like scenery. Like all scenery. these all these crystals. It's like basically like a that. composer's hall. Yeah. And there's crystals. Yeah. And he and fucking. And and what he does is he fucking stabs the crystal with his hands, and this commences a, a D two hive from spawning basically within the Symphonica, causing mass chaos. Yeah. Um, at this time, basically, uh, Tact wakes up from his coma, like a little mini coma, and yeah. puts on the news, see what's up, 
and so um ume and uh titan are um are downstairs and he says listen we're gonna go you know basically put him in cryo sleep yeah we're gonna go basically try and no so basically let's back up before that happens you're right so basically um what's her face uh anna and this other sister yeah i forget her name now um i forgot her fuck it's an easy name too um oh shit anyway the sister basically oh shit <laughs> look it up please while we yeah, yeah sure, her sure, name's sure, critical sure. please yeah so basically anna and her sister are having a conversation as this is happening um within the symphonica basically saying like listen if we don't keep going if we don't do something tox got a month a month to live so and then it, without tox ume is gonna die too so we need to fucking put them in cryo sleep and so um as this happens, then the 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 hive basically breaks through the symphonica and they're trapped. Charlotte. Latte. latte. Yeah, latte. It's Char- latte. But it's, it's Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, but it, she goes by Latte. Um, anyway, so basically Tack wakes up. <coughs> He's like, hey, we're gonna go save uh, Anna and Lot. Um, you guys are coming with me. Okay. Um, uh, but Titan's like, no, you can't go. And she's like, no, like we're going. And then she's like, you know, if I'm going, I'm gonna go after Saigon. He's like, that's fine, we're gonna go too. But you can't, we're going. Like, you don't understand we're going. So they go through, they have like the conversation basically. They break through. Um, they start fighting the D2s, and as they fight the D2s, um, Tak goes out because he's you know fucking also, we also see all the other music cards. Yes, we see different music cards battling, which is pretty cool. And so um as they break through, they try to you know try and find Lot and, and Anna, and uh Tak goes unconscious for about five minutes or so. Um, and he progresses and Titan's like, are you okay? And fucking, I love tact. Like, of course I'm not fucking okay. Do I look okay to you? <laughs> I love that. It was, yeah. I, I, lo- I wish more people would do that. Like it's honest, you know, the fuck. But um, anyway, as this is happening in, in a different segment of the Symphonica, we see lots and Anna try and escape the D2s, but they end up getting basically cornered by one. And at this moment, uh, while Kure, who's in the building shows up and saves them, and basically yep. sticks with them as they try to escort them out. Um, there ends up being a giant battle in the in the main like lobby of uh, the Symphonica, and yep. they end up everybody ends up basically <laughs> collaborating. Um, and basically, Takt uses his like his his composer ability directs Titan, Walkure, and Destiny in a three way attack against a giant fucking D two, and they yep. manage to take out the D two. Then I don't know how the fuck he didn't break his legs, but he jumped from like the like a third story balcony to yeah, the especially floor. When, especially when half his body's yeah, like, especially when half his body is like yeah, he's got no fucking life force. But he jumps from like the third story balcony, lands on his feet like a cat, and like walks up. And um, they're like, all right, you know, I forget something. Uh, her, basically, him and Walkyrie start to get into a fight, and they like Walkyrie wouldn't shut up, and so Anna fucking basically karate chops fucking Walkyrie. Titan did. Titan, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah she fucking uh, pistol whips her. <laughs> yeah, pistol whipped her unconscious. They are so, right. Uh, you talk too much. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I love you, but shut up for a second. And so um, Walkyrie's unconscious, and then this allows Anna to really have a conversation with Tak about like everything that's going on. Like, you have a month to live, you're gonna die. I don't want you to die. And um, Tak basically says, like, listen, like my life is music. If I die, so will music. I will not allow music. Yeah, he, to die. he's like, like, like he's aware and he chose this. <laughs> yes, he's like, I'm, I've completely, and he mentioned that already before. Like, I'm completely responsible for this. This is the journey that I've chosen, and I have no regrets on this journey. And in an un, in a wild moment, Anna walks up to him face to face and kisses him, and fucking kisses fucking Tak. And Tak is like, what the fuck? 
and everyone's like, like fuck you. yeah and anna's like i don't know what's going on i don't know why i kissed you i don't know why i feel this way but damn it come back alive and you know they basically go on their way along the way uh uh ume but he basically tells titan like listen take anna and uh to anna lot and the unconscious Valkyrie, get out of here we're gonna face sagan we know where he's at so they as they're going destiny tries to like confront like talk like oh you know i know nichon kissed you and yeah. he's like you know it's, it's kind of a funny moment but basically yeah. and the they, destiny's like you know we're going to die but i was like yep like all right good this is how we're gonna do it <laughs> yeah basically and so basically they arrive to the to the to the grand uh the grand performance area where they're at yeah. and um we see uh what's it called we D2. see hell yeah we'll we, see we, we, see, yeah we see a bunch of d2s we see that the main hive right and the, the bunch of d2s they're like oh fuck we have to do something and at that moment hell hell and a damaged heaven from the last battle because basically for what it's he's like she's like almost dead basically he's almost dead yeah basically destiny has incapacitated her to where she's like not really serviceable and so well, uh, actually no titan did was it titan yeah with that with that transformation oh it was titan yeah, it yeah. Was titan. titan has incapacitated heaven and so um, basically they, 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 there's like a brief conversation uh, between them, like, oh, and Tocked and Destiny are like, yeah, we're going to kill you guys. And, they're, and uh, heaven, uh, I'm sorry, hell looks to heaven and was like, hey, you hear that? You hear what's going on? And then they said, yeah, let's do it. And they get stabbed. And they throw the, they throw the, um, the tuner, the, 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 the fork. tuner, the fork, the, the tuning fork in the air. And it slices them both in the heart at the same time, like a sharp bullet slices them both. They become mud from the mud. um, Heaven's ability with the machine gun comes out and they machine gun the entire fucking hive of D2s. They kill all the D2s. And then from that mud rises a combination of heaven and hell called called Morpheus. Orpheus. Orpheus. Sorry. Orpheus. So Orpheus spawns. And says, "Now take up your take up your weapons and never look back." And that's how the episode ends. Fucking brilliant! I love that fucking. I love that line. Take up your weapons and never look back. Yep. Oh, that uh, was so fucking fire! Oh, they're, they're all dying. Everyone's gonna fucking die. Yeah, fucking great. But no, just just oh my god, it's a five star. It's a goddamn five star. No one can tell me anything otherwise. It's a goddamn five star. <laughs> it's a five star. Fuck out of here. I did not like to kiss though. Hmm? I did not like the kiss though. Nazi. Like it's it, it's just out of nowhere. Like they showed no romantic interest or anything. It's just more of a it's just more of a good luck kiss than a romantic kiss. So it's just like it's just out of nowhere. Well, you kind of expected Destiny to kiss. Uh... Yeah, I mean maybe when she maybe at the end before he's dead, but with Anna, it's just so out of nowhere. <laughs> It's just eh with the. Well, you know, I think it's because tact is different because tact doesn't show any sort of affection whatsoever. So he, no. he doesn't look at either of these girls with any sort of like, you know, let me phrase that. He does definitely look at Cosette with like a, a knowing little sister vibe. And that's kind of translated over to Destiny. So they're basically like the brother sister couple. Yeah. But with Anna, it's been more of like a mother figure because he didn't have a yeah. mother. His mother died young. And he had his father, then his father died, and he had nobody except for fucking for Anna. Right. So I'm very surprised he doesn't look at Anna in like a motherly figure. Also, that begs the question is how old is Anna? Like that's you know, because Cosette, I think, is what 12 or 13? 
No, they're Tak and Cosette are adults. I think they're like 18. Tak, yeah, Tak and Anna are definitely adults. Cosette. So, so I, I think Cosette's close to his age. 14, Anna, 15. Like, but Anna <sighs> always reminds me of like mid 20s, early to mid 20s. Hold on. Charlotte let's... looks like 30s. So I'm trying to find out. It's going to be tough because I don't think that's mentioned unless it's mentioned in the manga. We don't know. Or the, There's no manga. It's, it's a game. Is it a game? Yeah, it's a mobile game. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's based off a mobile game. Really? I didn't know. That. I thought it was like a, I thought it was an original. I mean, anime wise, sure, but again, it's based on the phone game. I didn't know that it was based on anything. I thought it was like literally just like a, a complete animation that was yeah. made up. Yeah, they don't they don't say their ages. I mean, we're just speculating at this point, but I, I can see what you're saying. How there was it's not really a romantic thing, but I don't okay, know. It was just one. Of, it just it felt like out of nowhere. Like uh, it was very out of nowhere. I didn't mind it though because you know I love any sort. I know. Of I know you do in, in these things. So it got me. I was like, <gasps> I was like, bro. I was like a little girl. I was like a little fucking girl, like looking at the thing with my with my hands clasped, like, oh, they kissed. Oh my god, that was so cute. Oh uh, all right, now moving on. Otome. I bro. So let, before we continue, because we didn't talk. Did we talk about Otome last week? I don't. Think we, we did. did. We talked. We talked about the earthquake. Did we talk about the earthquake? We did. I just, you know, on principle, again, just as another reminder, I love that they're bringing real life historical events into this fucking show. Like just the principle of that of the fucking great earthquake of nineteen twenty-two. I think twenty-two, right? Or twenty-three. So. Twenty-three. The yeah, whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever's in the Taisho area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's all the Taisho area, but it's yeah, like area. whatever earthquake happened around that time. Yeah, twenty two or twenty three. Either way, just the principle of them like bringing in the historical aspect and then bringing like it just it's beautiful. And then on top of that, the story that's that's being told, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But anyway, we digress. We digress. So uh, basically, we picked up where we left off with Tabahiko going traveling to Tokyo, and then. Uh, uh, Rio size actually come. Rio comes with them, right? Yeah. So basically, I'll take. I'll, yeah, you take this one. I'll take. I'll take. I mean, I, I could take them all at this rate, basically. But um, I know you're a little under the weather, buddy. I'll save your voice. Um, basically, Tamahiko's walking down the road. He's confronted by Rio and the kids. We find out that Rio wants to go with Tamahiko to Tokyo because she's worried about Rotaro. Um, and then uh, uh, Tamahiko's like, well, what about, you know, you guys? Like, oh, we're all good. Like, okay, we have each other. Like, okay, cool. What about the village? Everybody's like, you know, hurt. The, the hospitals are fucked. Um, my sick grandpa is sleeping outside. And Tamahiko's like, you know what? While I'm away trying to find Yuzu, uh, why don't you guys move all the sick and injured and whoever needs shelter to, to my, my house. house? My house is still sturdy. Everything's good. Like, it's got rooms. You guys can help yourself to the food and the medicine. Doesn't matter. We're all good. Like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And then so him and, and Rio, they end up uh, going on their journey. And they basically the journey takes about two and a half days walking. Um, so they expect to get into Tokyo the day afterwards. As they're going along, they see all the destruction that the um, that the, the earthquake has caused. And they hear rumors of how bad Tokyo is. And it scares them both. Um, and along the way, they also managed to find a newfound respect for each other because of the fact that they're protecting what they love most. Tamiko loves Yuzu, wants to protect her. Uh, Rio loves Rotaro and wants to protect him. Um, so they find because yeah, he's been doing that for her. <laughs> yeah, and it basically, as as Rio said, 
Um, I want to protect the one thing that's most precious to me because he helped me before and the most precious thing I have, which is really adorable. Um, and so they get that mutual respect and understanding for the love of their family. Um, as they arrive in Tokyo, they see literally <laughs> standing is Tokyo Station. Everything else is, you know, by the way, Tokyo Station unrelated. Tokyo Station in that anime looks really, really close to Mars Red because Mar- you didn't watch Mars Red last season. I did right? not, know. Yeah, Mars Red is also Taisho era based in 1928 uh right before the, the great depression um so just to see that tokyo station is very similarly drawn um a little more detail i think in mars red but right we, um in any case um they see the only thing open is mars red um and so um that's mars red wow it's fucking tokyo station and so tamahiko's there starts yelling out for yuzu 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 and instead of finding yuzu he finds uh tamako and she's like, Onishan. And, and they're like, what's going on? Whatever. And then he passes out from exhaustion and, and stress. Um, he wakes up. Uh, Tamahiko does, I should say. Tamahiko wakes up uh, to his uncle caring for him. And he's like, uncle, what are you doing in Tokyo? They're like, oh, all the medical professionals from all over the country are here in Tokyo to take care of people, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I got to find Yuzu. And he's like, listen, I don't mean to be an asshole, but, you know, finding one girl in this fucking disaster, is, you're not going to do it. And he's like, well, that's why I'm here. So I can do it. And it inspires his his uncle. Was like, wow, you've really changed. Um, you like know, he's not like, he's not he's not a selfish asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's and he's. Like, I remember he tells a story. He's like, I remember when I worked on your arm, how you had this hopelessness and you had this this look of I don't trust anyone or anything ever. Um, and now you've completely changed, which is great. And so as he's walking out with Rio to try and find uh, uh, Yuzu and Rotaro, um, Tamako, Tamako joins and was like, hey, I got permission from uncle. Like, I'm going to go with you. I want to find uh, Yuzu Onisan, Onisama. And so they're like, all right. So they split apart. They spend the next like two or three days finding, just seeing more destruction, more death, um, uh, no leads, all this shit. It's all fucked up, unsuccessful. And so um tamahiko he starts his mind starts to wander and it goes from positive to negative and he starts like losing his shit and rotaro's there to or not rosaro rio's there to basically comfort him like no like we're good like she's strong or not not uh the, the, his sister not rio Tama, yeah tamako said that sorry and she ended up he ends up making tamako cry because of the fact that like he's being like you know he's being negative and he didn't mean to do that so it's all like you know really good as they go along along the way they also see um kotomi and hitori and yeah. they um are helping people like calm help, down yeah helping people calm down and relax by singing like it's really cool and they explain what's going on they're like oh well if you see her we'll let you know da, da, da. like all right cool um they're like here's some food also because i know you're hungry okay so eat some food he's about it he's like i want to have more but i'm gonna save it for later and as he's gonna put it away a little boy steals his food and is running away and his little sister was much younger is trailing and she trips and falls right in front of uh tamahiko so the brother, fearing that Tommy was going to beat both their asses, was like, please don't hurt my sister. I'll give you back your food. And he's like, you know, I understand what it's like to protect something you love. You could have the food. And they're like, oh, thank you. And like they end up like having a conversation as they're walking to like their um, they're like, oh, we have a friend that's injured. Um, Our sister, he's like, our big sister is injured. We need to save her. Like, OK, like, let's go save her. So as he's walking to their to their the house, they're like, oh, we just took shelter in here. Like it's about to collapse any minute. They're like it doesn't matter. We took shelter. We need to take shelter. Like, OK whatever um oh i'm forgetting to mention along the way um tamahiko and uh and tamako end up running into uh yuzu's friend her pregnant friend and the pregnant friend is like oh so you know you must be with yuzu and she's like no i don't know where she's at unfortunately we got separated we got separated in the um 
in the in the commotion the panic yeah the panic as we see fire tornadoes in their background which is pretty pretty incredible that they have fire tornadoes but um it, that's an actual real thing there were legitimately fire tornadoes in this earthquake that and so september 1st night three but in any case um yeah so we find out that you know like we hope she's well blah blah blah, blah all good so basically tamahiko leaves tamako to take care of the pregnant woman like you take care of her she's pregnant like okay i'll find her it's all good that's when this conversation comes in and then, uh, and then we get to where we were. Yeah, and so the kid was like, "Oh yeah, you know, well the girl's not really our our actual sister, but she took care of us after my sister fell and hurt herself, and then she fell and hurt herself." Yeah, uh, they're like Yuzu and Isama. They're like Yuzu, and so he brushes over into this fucking house that's about to collapse. Sees Yuzu there unconscious, basically, um, with a wrap around her head. They're like, are you Tamahiko? They're like, are you Tamahiko? And he's like, yeah, I'm Tamahiko. They're like, she's been like whispering your name in her sleep this whole time, talking to herself. Tamahiko sama, you hear it doing it at that moment. Tamahiko sama, Tamahiko sama. And so they're like, listen, you're going to go over to the stage. He asked the kids, like, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to wrap this quilt around me really tight and her. Okay. And then she brings Koto, uh, not Kotomi, he brings up, uh, he brings Yuzu's scarf that he had made in the previous episode for his birthday. Um, and so wrap this around me really tight and her really tight. You're going to go to the station, like the local station. You're going to see Kotomi and Hitori. Let them know you met me and let them know that I have Yuzu. And okay, so they go do that. And then as he does that, as they do that, he basically wraps Yuzu around him. And, um, the, and even and his starts, bad arm. Yeah, even with his bad arm. And starts running towards like the local medical facility that's in the area to try and get save the station. Yeah, as yeah. she starts whispering, Tamahiko, Tamahiko sama, Tamahiko sama, to end the episode. Beautiful, beautiful fucking love story. This is easily, 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 easily the fucking best romance of the season. They are easily the best couple of the season. Like, there's no competition. All you guys that love Comey, you guys are fucking stupid. All you guys that love fucking Senpai is annoying. Not enough. Not enough progression between either characters. There's too much dancing around each other. Nope. Nope. Easily. This is the romance of the season. You guys are fucking morons if you think otherwise. <laughs> Honest to God. You guys don't know what the fuck you're looking at. If you think, if there's any other... What other fucking anime can you think of that has this sort of fucking relationship? Eris and Rudy? Nope. Fucking, uh... Let's go down the list because I'm now I'm in here. Fucking Lena and fucking Shin. That's we need to happen. move on, damn it. Paladin fucking has no fucking any sort of relationship, anything there. Platinum Man, Saki and fucking uh, Saki and, and Mirai. Fuck no. Scarlet Nexus. What? Uh, World's Finest Assassin. I mean, he's got a nice little fucking uh, harm going on, but he's not fucking any of them. He doesn't love any of them. He loves his cousin. He's a cousin fucker. What the fuck? He did fuck his cousin in the previous episode. Because they were swimming in the bath together and shit. And they kissed and made out. Nope. Fucking Moving Tot- on. Tot and Ume, <laughs> they're fucking like sisterly and unfucking tact. We just discussed that. That came out of fucking nowhere. Uh, Red and Ritz are the only decent competition from Banished Hero. They're the only decent competition. And they don't measure up to goddamn fucking Tamahiko and Yuzu. Moving on. Fucking stop it. Fucking Demon Slayer with fucking Tengun and his three whores. No. Boruto, laughable. Fucking stop it. Meiruko Chan, nothing happened. Aquatope, nothing happened. Okay. God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. Motherfucker hush. <laughs> oh. You done? You feel better? Spunk on my egg. <sighs> you feel better now? Egg. <laughs> my God, I told you to shut like five times. Uh, I'm good. All righty. Moving on. Spoiler alert. That's who I'm voting for. Fucking it for uh, okay. goddamn romance of the season, bitches. Well, I still tell you, I still ain't telling you all shit till next week. Uh, Demon Slayer. A good episode. Good, 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 good fun. Zeddy 2 is great. 
I, you know, I, I like him way more this season than last season, but he's yeah, still it, it's more, it's more tolerable in a comedic way, <laughs> bro. I'm not even going to front fucking Inus- Inusuke needs to lose the boar's head because he actually is a really pretty boy. I know. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely attractive, but he's totally trappable. That's a, that's the thing. He is. He actually is. He, yeah. This is out of even, all three he, of them. Even, even Tanjiro thought it was a girl that first with the face. Yeah, bro. Tanjiro, you know what's crazy is Tanjiro is the least girlish looking, like, uh, like he's the most. Na- oh, let me phrase that. No, I, I, I talk about after being groomed. Yeah, after being, uh, they're all passing this trap. Well, Zen, no, no, Zen, no, Zen, is ugly. I'm sorry, Zenitsu yeah, just not pull up, but totally Tanjiro bro. kind of does. Tanjiro, he's no, he's the most natural looking because you <coughs> yeah. know, fucking, what's his face? Uh, uh, Zenitsu has his hair like done in like that ugly in like in that yeah. like form, and that's why he looks so ugly. Yeah, Inosuke, Inosuke is more. Inosuke is completely naturally feminine, bro. It's like literally, he's got like a a dude's body and a girlish fucking face, no right. facial hair, and then he's got the voice of a fucking cancer patient. Yeah, and then with Tanjiro, it's just more of he could he could do literally do anything they tell him. So he's more natural though. Like he literally, there's nothing about him that changed except except two rosy cheeks. That's yeah. it. He's got two rosy uh, cheeks. Yet, yet they get the girls in the house. Like, no, you're me. taking that fucking off, huh? Yeah, everyone wiped off their makeup. Like, nope, they're too pretty for this. Fuck you. Yeah, man, crazy. Uh, we, oh, digress. Anyway. We, we, we digress. We uh, digress. We find out more about the upper moon demon for this one. She's crazy. What's her name again? Um, I forgot her name. I forgot her name too. Hold on, let me. Uh... She's sexy too, though. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no, she's gorgeous. She's, Bro, she's... I would totally want to stick it in her demon cunt and fucking let me die after. Uh, her. Daki. Her name is Daki. <laughs> Docky. Docky, Docky. We're talking about fucking traps and Docky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we find out more about her. Uh, she's been at that house for a long time, it looks like. <laughs> Bro, we find out she's been at that house for fucking goddamn almost a century. Yeah. So and I think she she traverses between the houses. That's really what it is. She yeah, she she yeah houses. she yeah she owns she owns those houses. She doesn't own the houses. She fucking but, like she's like the bane. Yeah, she's, she's, the, the, she's the main bitch. She's the main bitch of the three of the, the, at least two houses, as we see in this episode, because she's basically yeah. got. So basically, the episode kind of it, it does two flashbacks. It does a flashback of um of when basically uh, what's it called? It does a flashback of when um Daki uh, manages to trap the the first wife in the one house that uh yeah uh, that Machia. Inus- Machia that uh, Inusuke is currently in. Um, and we see that happen two days previous where he she traps him after finding out like, oh, what are you doing with these letters? And that's when they yeah. end up finding out. And then later on in the episode, we see her um, two days previous in the different house um, where she killed the head of the house because of the head of the house figured out that she wasn't human. She didn't know right. what she was, but she figured out she wasn't human because of the fact that yeah, she had a too. story from her grandmother. Who had was you know at least like, like you like you had the same expression the same yeah looking down this, at you as a demon like demon lady like who are you and she's like oh they're like that she's not human because they take the form of Hime and her name is Hime um and they're like who are you and so she basically unveils her demon form brings her up they're like you know if you realize that she's like you realize the other people stayed alive because when they realized it, they didn't say anything but you're a lot stupider than what you are it doesn't matter anyway you're gonna die and she dropped her from like 200 feet yeah. to her fucking death 
And then Muzan's like, not bad. And Muzan shows up. It was like, you know, like you're you're my pride. Like you've killed seven Hashiras. You've devoured countless humans. But I, the, you warned her. Like, you have, you have to learn you. to be careful. <laughs> yeah, like you, you're like you've you know devoured countless humans. Like you've gotten stronger since the last time I saw you, and you're going to continue to get stronger. But you have to remember that unless they're like, if they're not a Hashira, you can't ever tell them apart. That all humans are the same to uh, to you unless they're like that strong. Yeah. So you have to be careful, like Matt said. Um, and we find that out. Uh, but prior to that, the reason why we find this out is because basically Inusuke opens up the um, opens up the, the attic. Uh, no, he opens up the door and finds that everything is all like fucked up. He notices there's wind, even though the doors are closed and it's locked and everything. Yeah. And so he takes the food, throws it at the the attic because he realizes there's something in the attic and this triggers the demon so to go away. And he basically follows the demon throughout the house fucking like breaking down doors and windows and shit to try and fucking find the demon he he corners the demon to a wall and as he corners the demon to the wall a drunk fucking patron walks around the corner and gets punched in the face slugged completely out by Inusuke and unfortunately because he slugs the fucking guy instead of the wall that the demon is in she is she escapes she escapes and Inusuke is in big trouble because he yeah. tore up half the fucking house and punched the fucking patron yeah. in the face. Uh, meanwhile, while Tanjiro is basically having the time of his life, doing all this grunt work, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I did all this. I did this already. It's like, what do you want me to do? The girls are like, dude, calm the fuck down. You don't stop doing all this work so fast. Right, right. <laughs> and then we get to Zenitsu, and he sees a girl crying. Again, you see, but the, there's like destruction in that whole entire room. Yes. And then uh, he checks up on her, like what's wrong? And then we see Daki there. That in her is like, uh, like who are like who the fuck are you? Yes, and that's when at this point, that's when we see the story that I just went mentioned a few seconds earlier about yeah. like how she became the bee, basically. And so basically at the end, basically, Zenitsu realizes that's definitely the demon that we're looking for. I didn't even recognize its existence. That's probably an upper rank. Oh shit! But he still stands up for the little girl. Yeah, and he gets fucking wrecked. Backhanded. He gets fucking pimp slapped across the room. And, and someone catches her, like, "Hey, you, that's not very." Yeah, lady, like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Treat his wounds." Da, 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 da. Like she changes, she flips completely. But um, yeah, basically, um, that we know where the demon currently is, and I yep. think, like as I mentioned previously, I believe the demon has the ability to traverse the three houses. Yep, which is coincidentally where they are. Uh, Did it get to Tanjiro's yet? They will soon. Yeah, at the end of the episode basically shows Tanjiro. um, You didn't see see the after credit? I did see the after credit on this one. Okay. Yes, I did see the after credit on this one. But the end of the the quote-unquote end of the episode shows Tanjiro smelling the demon in the air. Like there's a murky, like I don't like it. And um, at the same time, uh, what's it called? Needs to keep his distance. Maki, yeah, and then Maki also really not Maki. What am I saying? Um, Daki basically realizes like, oh, that boy was strong. Da da da. Like he's no normal human. He's probably and then, part of then the now. Team. Like now he knows that there's demon slayers here. Yeah, but I'm gonna devour him anyway. It doesn't matter who you send. I'll kill them all. Um, as Tanjiro has that murky death feeling in the air. And yes, as Matthew said, there's an after credit. Uh, Zenitsu wakes up. But you see the three little girls that are part of that of that house uh they're like they're like they basically they're basically thanking him for mm-hmm. like saving them all that even though he didn't have to mm-hmm. they gave him food they gave him like a rag for his face then this idiot ass almost blue that he's a dude yep yep almost blew his cover 
and that was where we are with that uh, very fun stuff good good shit very good shit it's getting better and better man yeah all right we're down to the final two thank the heavens stuff that ended stuff that um medical chan i like the ending yes uh yeah we picked up where we left uh, uh we didn't talk about zen we'll talk about that quickly like really quick. yes we have to yeah again we're not gonna talk about the whole piece of this what happened basically we were wrong about zen completely completely we we, we judged him harshly uh basically uh he sees miko with a cat is like hey can, can you give me that cat and she's like, no. He's like, I remember you you denied me the cat the last time. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, basically, and then Miko starts trying to lose him. They're like, okay, because like, she's, she, she's getting those vibes from Zen. Like, no, I can't trust this guy. It's a lot. It's getting a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, they they run to the point where Zen catches up to them. Mm-hmm. And the cat jumps off Miko into the middle of the street. And you see Zen jump in front of the car to save the cats. Mm-hmm. And gets hit with the car. Mm-hmm. And then we get backstory on Zen. Like it wasn't him; it was his mother that was the abusive one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and Zen had a cat, and he was hiding the cat from the mother. And eventually, the mother found out and killed the cat. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus Christ, she was basically she was basically like a young, a manipulative yandere. Like you can't love anyone but me. Yeah, I fucking wish. I hope she had an awful death. Oh, we don't know how she died. That's the thing. I hope it was awful. Yeah, I, hope she, um, I hope she was raped by like 10,000 gorillas. Uh, anyway, it ends it with Zen uh, at the hospital. Uh, he actually talks. He actually explains everything to Miko. Like, I was looking for cats because there was a cat killer around where I was living. Mm. So I was trying to find the person. And then you see a vet. And you thought it was the vet during during the chat. You thought it was the vet that was the killer. <laughs> no, I said it wouldn't shock me if it was the vet. Uh, well, I'm glad it wasn't. We'll get to that a bit later. <laughs> yes. Uh, basically, you find out he was a childhood friend of Zen. He was like, uh, well, Zen was basically alone because of the mother. Uh, eventually, Miko put two, two together that the, that ghost was his mother. Mm-hmm. The one who said, like, don't look at him type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I wish you were set free. And Zen didn't know what the hell she was talking about. Miko left the room. The mother was following her. And you see the spirits kill the mother. <laughs> and that was free. So mm-hmm. she sacrificed her last thing to save him. I, lo- I love that. Mm-hmm. That was very selfless. Uh, that Miko checked up on Zen. Uh, was like, I thought you left. Like, no, I didn't leave. But I'm... then Hana and, Yuri- and Yulia come. Like, oh, yeah. Um, they went to check up on him. And it led into the next day. Mm-hmm. With... He- he's back at school. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, the teacher gave birth. So, hooray. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Yulia and Miko talk for a bit uh, talks about Hannah. I was like, so is that why you don't want her to know about all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, don't want her to know anything. <laughs> yep. And um, and then she has this little realization to herself that she really does need to fight the ghost at all, especially when she has no guardians anymore. Mm-hmm. So we see some of the same ghosts from the previous episodes, like the one at the bus stop, the one at the house, mm-hmm. the father. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the one school, like the good, the one that goes good morning, everyone. Uh, Hannah gives her the surprise hug, yet it was more of like it didn't startle her. Like she was like, it, it, it didn't scare her this time. Like, because before during all this, like she was like petrified of almost everything. Yeah. Because of all these ghosts. And I don't, I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah. It fucking nuts. <laughs> yep. And then uh, basically, while she's talking with Hannah and Yulia, you see like a little glimpse of the the guardians like outside the classroom that 
you hear the clinging. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Miko's like, like I should probably go to the shrine. Like, like she goes, like I should probably go to the shrine to thank them because mm. they're like they're done. Mm-hmm. And then eventually uh, she drops off an offering at the shrine, uh, thanks it, and you see them like right behind her, mm-hmm. and they're not leaving. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, should I do more? She puts more food on, and it starts melting like this black goo. It goes into it basically turns around. Yeah, and uh, and you see the spirits yelling at her, but there's no translation. Yeah, like it's like their language, <laughs> and they're getting closer, and they put money in, and that's not enough. It gets closer and closer, and then she gets surrounded by them. Yeah, and now Miko starts freaking out, like she can't run away. It's like she got wrapped up in them, mm-hmm. and then the big one starts opening his mouth, <laughs> mm. and then she wakes up and is like, "Oh shit, was this a dream?" type of thing. And her brother's like, "You having nasty dreams again?" No, I, 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 when we saw the brother there, that like talking about the show, I thought she got what she went back all the way to the beginning. <laughs> like, no, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's true. Uh, I was like, no, <laughs> please, yeah, <wow>. no. <laughs> like, don't tell me she erased every. They erased everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it it did. It was just the brother trying to talk to him, and then uh, she eventually meets up with Yulia and Hannah again. Uh, before that, though, uh, Yulia sends uh Mitsu, the, the that uh, witch doctor, mm. the, the medium, like the picture mm-hmm. in the mail. Mm-hmm. It was a picture of Hana Miko and the giant spirit behind them. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. So we don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. But um, what'd you call it? Uh, Miko again. The three girls are are walking down the street together, going to get a butt bun. It looks like, and then you see oh, the yes, AC the guardians like way behind them like there's like this glare at the girls mm-hmm. and that's where the episode ended <laughs> so there was kind of an after credit in a way which part like so they have an after credit and then they have like the like the thanks to our sponsors and it and then yeah it ends up like doing some twisted shit yeah you know i forgot what that was <laughs> do you remember the what the after credit yeah fuck um uh uh oh um wait was that part of the after? Was that part of it or no? I think that was part of it. Did you mention they caught? Did you mention they caught the killer? I'm sorry, I didn't mention that part. I was then did catch the killer. It was just a random a guy who actually filed a missing persons report against, which means I think he killed the guy or sent him away somewhere. Uh, also, he's also moving. Out, he also he's also taking care of the cat and moving out of the apartment. Yes, and then uh, basically he mentioned he the the lady who gives him the stew was like hey i made some more stew I was like, I I, like to be fair i hate your food uh i don't trust it i don't like when people make stuff for me and give it to me what if you put hair in it yeah that type of thing and the I lady don't want to eat that like, he's like i hit it really well too so she like, was why would you why would you intentionally in put your hair in so we don't know what type of hair i know but why would you intentionally do that some sick people out there bro yeah i i don't blame him for not wanting to eat the food then. yeah but I love this series. I yeah. enjoy. I enjoyed this a lot. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like the emotional moments really captivated me. The old pie certainly captivated me. Um, three out of five. I ranked it higher than you. Did you? I gave I I gave it a four. Okay. Yeah. Well, you but, know, you, you you don't mind stuff like that. Like that shit gave me the heebie-jeebies, dude. Like. Oh yeah, I love that. A lot. Of, I don't. I don't love that shit at all. That's not to say that it wasn't good. Like I said, <laughs> it was all right. All right, now now it's time for the main event to close us off the other season finale with Shuko Tensei. But before we get to it, we're going to talk about the previous episode. Yes, because the previous episode is so critical, y'all. 
So yeah, critical. It, it is it is important. We only talked about a certain scene last week, but we're actually going to talk about the whole actual episode. <laughs> yes, super critical. So basically, <laughs> the show we um the show begins with Rudy practicing his magic against uh himself basically. He's trying to replicate the um the the the, the, the shield that, uh, Orsted. <laughs> yeah, the shield magic that Orsted um did against him to absorb his magic so he's trying to recreate that for himself and so as they do that they end up um they end up as they're doing their travels you know you can tell there's something going on with Eris. like she's thinking right. something in her head um and we find out much later what's going on through her head but uh we digress so um they end up arriving in rudy's hometown and um, Rudy shows them around a little bit. Um, and as he shows them around, he sees all of his past memories from when he was last there. I think it was like, what, three years or four years? It was like a dream. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like four, four years ago. He kept seeing flashbacks of all his like all these things, like him playing with Sylphie, him training with his father, Roxy training him moments with his mother. Um, he visits the house. The house is just completely destroyed to hell. Um, nothing's left. Uh, um, you're, you're you're forgetting before that there was a dream sequence where everyone was there, like the mother, the father, the family, the girls, uh, basically everyone he has ever encountered. That, isn't there. that isn't that that was in that's that was the, the beginning. That, that this is the second to last, which is what we were talking is about. It? Yeah, it? yeah. I don't recall that. Yeah, that was like one of the first things that that happened. And then uh, he wakes up from that nightmare. Ruger actually texts up on him, like, hey, are you OK? Oh, yes, that's true. Yes, that's true. He wakes and up. Then from he the talks nightmare. about like his reputation and everything. Yeah. So basically he asks him, like, what did the man God tell you about uh, about myself and about the, the, the superb? And he explains everything that was going on with the man God and everything that's been told of him. And so uh, Ruger is like, you know, you could tell there's a look of like shock, but happiness on his face when Rudy tells him like, hey, your curse is like about to be lifted. Bro, like as long as you keep doing what you're doing, because like, hey, like, yeah, like even when you when you shaved your head and all that, and he actually turned his yeah. head away and like almost tearing up. A yeah, he's bit. like, I'm gonna go to bed, and he goes to bed, and he just see Ruger turn his head, and he just starts crying, and Rudy knows he's crying, and but he lets him like have his but moment. He's like happy, yeah, it. yeah. He's like he's happy. So anyway, so at the end of um them at the at the at uh the Rudy's campaign. house, yeah, at Rudy's house, they um they go to the big tree where um the scenes of the uh, first core a lot of the scenes of the first core took place and in front of this tree uh, eris is like wow this is you know your hometown He's like yeah and you know it used to be look a lot better but clearly not and um basically rui Jard says you know at this point this is what he's like you guys don't need babysitters anymore this is where we depart and yeah. rudy and eris are shocked rudy i'm sorry eris is almost in tears and but she's in denial at first she's in denial yeah she is in denial and basically um Richard's like you guys don't need babysitters anymore eris you're gonna be a strong warrior you stood toe-to-toe with the dragon god like do you know how like important that is like you know how like, serious no, one, that like is? no one does that <laughs> yeah like you're gonna be much stronger than i ever will and he goes to rudy like rudy i have so much to thank you for and rudy's like no you did all of that yourself and he's like no no like i wouldn't have been able to do anything without you and you know let's meet again hopefully and he goes to give rudy back um roxy's necklace and uh he tells ruizard to keep it and ruizard's like but isn't this precious to you and rudy's like and that's why i want you to keep it and so he smiles and, and he's makes like, him let- smile yeah yeah he smiles and he's like let us meet again and he goes on his way 
and Eris is just bawling and Rui, Rui, Rui's trying to like just hold it in. He's just trying to hold it in. He does a good job. He doesn't cry, um, but he holds it in. And so Eris and him go on their journey and they end up back in Eris. There, there's a campsite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a campsite right outside of Eris's hometown in uh, Fitora. And the first thing they do is they see Ghislaine. We have reunited with Ghislaine, everyone. And uh, Ghislaine and um, Eris have a wonderful, you know, reunion. You know, they're I'm so happy to see you. She's like, I'm happy to see you too, Rudy. And then they end up going to Alphonse. And Alphonse is like, oh, you know, I knew you'd come back. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And yeah. she's, and then Alphonse is like, well, now that you're back, we need to have a serious conversation. And so he closes the the blind, the, the the doors or like the, the robes to the tent and tells like, you know, um, Rudy, if you don't mind uh, staying outside while we have this conversation. And Eris is like, no, Rudy stays with me. And Alphonse is like, you sure? Like, no, Rudy stays with me. And so they both sit down. They close the doors to the tent. Um, and Eris holds Rudy's hand as Eris is informed that her brother and her mother were killed in the um, mother, father and grandfather. Yeah, the yeah, mother, father, no, mother, father, and brother. I think was it not, or no, is it mother, it, father? Yeah. I know, mother, I know. I'm gonna get to the no, grandfather. Let me get to it, the grandfather. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's mother, father, and the, the grandfather got decapitated. Yeah, so basically, yeah, exactly what what Matt said. Basically, he finds out his mother and father were killed in the in the in the magic accident, and her grandfather was um basically set was given blame for the incident, and he was uh beheaded and executed, and so um eris is in shock rudy is pissed off about how could you blame him that wasn't right and alphonse is like i know but you know there's nothing we could do and eris is just like you know leave me leave me alone and rudy's like are you sure eris has looked like yo did you not fucking hear me leave me the fuck alone bro i was like before before that though he's also about like oh like she's to be offered at some oh yes and she's also informed that she's to be offered to another gray rat as a their concubine so basically she in order for them to stay the royal family she needs to marry into into like this guy's family and apparently yeah. the guy is like some super scumbag or some shit and alphonse is like yeah i know he's a scumbag but we got to do what we got to do and rudy's like so you would offer heiress up to some scumbag and he's like well for the sake of the kingdom i would which was pretty raw like you know like yeah. nobody has the balls to really say that so that was kind of raw that he said that but in any case heiress requests to be left alone by everybody so she can grieve and then that night um or wait before that i'm sorry basically um galane goes over to the missing persons board and scratches off rudy and eris and um, rudy's looking around and like, he sees a selfie yeah rudy's like what's this they're like oh not you guys are here we can scratch you off the board and she starts looking around for selfie starts looking around for selfie and doesn't find selfie on the missing person well well her name was crossed off and then he went to the oh, dead yeah. he went to the dead person list yeah i was looking at the dead person's list so he was looking and he she uh got we're looking at the dead person's list and so they're like oh is she on this list mm, no. no and so he goes to the missing person's list sees her name crossed off and she's like um like oh my god do you know where she is and galen's like no I don't, but if she's not on the dead person's list and she's on, she's crossed off on the missing person's list, she's alive, just not here. So the good news is Sylphie is alive and we get an idea of where she's at 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 the end of the next episode, which we'll talk about next. Oh, pretty soon. Yeah. (laughs) And so after that's done, um, Rudy goes back to his tent and he's just contemplating everything that's gone on. And then that night, Eris goes into his tent and she's wearing some like, you know, cute little lingerie and, you know, um, Eris is like, you know, a couple of days ago, I turned 15, which in, in their world, 15 means that they're a legal adult. And, and uh, Rudy is like, oh, shit, I didn't get you a gift and all that. Yeah, so I didn't care about it. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. want to do the promise. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Rudy, let's let's do it. And he's but like, Rudy isn't 15. 
Yeah, Rudy's not 15. Rudy's 13, I think. He's 13. Yeah, Rudy's 13. And Rudy's like, wait, aren't we supposed to do this till like, aren't we supposed to wait till we're 15? And yeah, she's like, but didn't, but she didn't say who. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it doesn't matter. I don't have any family. Rudy, I want you to be my family. And he's like, in a brother sister way, he's like, no. She's like, no. And she climbs on top of him. And Rudy is conflicted, which is, you know, a wonderful sign because, you know, the old Rudy, the hornbag Rudy would have been like, yeah, I can't wait to fucking devour this girl. Right. But he's conflicted because he's like, listen, like Eris is in a vulnerable state because she just found out all of her family is dead. She has no family. She only has herself and Ghislaine. Rouge is not around anymore. So like she doesn't want to take advantage of her vulnerable state. But then um, what's it called? Like I said, uh, Eris gets on top of her. Rudy gets turned on because the girl's on top of him. And she's like, are you turned on? He goes, yeah. And she's like, okay, so then why can't we do it? And he's just like, you know, da 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 da. Like, he's giving excuses why they can't do it. And Eris basically goes, listen, I, I learned something. I learned this from my mother, but it's embarrassing. So I'm only going to say it once. And she whispers in his ear, I want to have your kittens meow. <laughs> and that <laughs> triggers Rudy. Rudy's like, all right, well, if this is what it is. And they actually, you know, it's kind of weird because the scene where you see you don't see them having sex, literally, but basically you see yeah. you see flashes of it where Rudy undoes her top and you see her. You see Eris laying down and you see the moment like you kind of get the moment when he like first goes in and like you see Eris's hand flinch and Rudy grabs uh, her hand and they hold hands. And like throughout this episode, you see. Um, uh, so before this, actually, let's backtrack. A part of the of the first, of the opening scene that Matt referenced with the um with the family in the in the dream in the nightmare rather, um there becomes a scene where something spills and then as that something spills I think it's wine wine spills and then as wine spills it becomes blood and then blood comes everywhere and so it's kind of foreboding because in this instance um when they start doing what they're doing. Uh, Rudy had a cup of wine near him and the cup of wine falls over and spills in the same pattern as his dream. And as they're doing the flashes of all the moments of her and er of him and Eris doing having sex, um, you see like the, the cup just jump your ding and it like goes in the air and you see the puddle grow. Ding. Yeah. And it's it's very, very reflective of perhaps what's to come. And so that moment comes, they have sex. Everything's good. Rudy wakes up the next morning. Hold on, I, I, I got to do it. I got to do it. Good morning, everyone. Yes, Rudy wakes up. <laughs> Why, oh. Hey, what are you doing I, uh, there? Uh, I, ha I had sex. I'm one of you people. Hey, why are you gloom? Get laid. Be happy like I am right now. Yes, Rudy wakes up feeling like a kajillion dollars. And he turns around and sees Eris is in, in the bed. And she's like, oh, it's weird. And he looks down at his feet. And he sees Eris's long hair cut at his feet and so he looks at the stand uh and he sees a note and the note reads we're not compatible right now i'm going on a journey and eric like, uh, confused like what the hell happened like, like oh, we had a great night <laughs> yes rudy's like what the fuck is happening we had a good night we were supposed to be family what is going on so he runs over to alphonse and he's alphonse and <laughs> alphonse already knows Alphonse yeah. says, if this is in relation to, to Lady Eris, Lady Eris has gone on a trip with Lady Ghislaine, and they've advised me to not tell you where they're going. Yeah. And he basically tells Alphonse, tells Alphonse, and he's like, I can't. Nope. And so then Rudy is, is shell-shocked. Rudy walks away from the tent, holding on to the, the note, and the, the, the credits play, 
And as he's walking, he's just thinking about everything. He's just, everything's just going through his head about everything that happened, all he's been through, this journey, everything that he's felt for Eris. And he stops and he just breaks down and balls cry. And this is the first time he's cried since being reincarnated. Yes. And yeah. like he's he's alone now. He's super alone. Now he's the one that's completely and utterly alone with no family, no friends, no comrades. It's just Rudy and his feelings and his broken heart now because the person that he now has fallen in love with ditched him after having sex and he lost his virginity. Yep. And that's how the episode ends with just wails of crying, just uncontrollable weeping. And that's how the episode ends. And that was... That was so good. This it whole was episode. Powerful. That was that whole like, episode. Was yeah, it really was. It really was. And that leads us into uh, the next episode. The final episode of season one. Basically, it picked up where we left off. Rudy, Rudy's crying in his room. Yeah. And then, uh, what you call it? We fight, we see Aris with uh, Gishlane. And you find out, oh, Eris uh, does still love Rudy, but she's not. She thinks she's not strong enough to be there for him. That's why she's with Gishlag. No, not only him. that, she basically mentions that she didn't fear anything because she had Rudy. She wasn't scared of anything because she had Rudy. She wasn't worried about anything because she had Rudy. Yeah, but and then Rudy almost died, and it made her realize how weak she was and how she depended yeah. on Rudy too much. And so she left Rudy so she can become strong herself. And said, you know, I and then at the top of her lung screams, I love Rudy and I'm going to see him again when I'm strong enough to defeat uh, the, 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 the dragon god. And right. so um, that's the story of Eris. Um, but throughout this process, we see Rudy and he again, depressed. depressed, like and not only is he depressed, but he basically reverts back to the way he was as a human. He starts thinking about the events the sh- being led, a shut-in. <laughs> yeah, the events that led him to become a shut-in. Basically, he defended a girl, or he defended himself, and he defended a girl, got beat up, and he was fine. He was just like, oh, you know, whatever. And then they basically beat him up more, stripped him naked, and then that's where everything happened, and yeah. he became a shut-in. And he basically equates that to no matter how many chances you have in life and no matter how much you want to change, um, there are some parts of you that will always remain the same because and that's, that's all holding you back. <laughs> yeah. And that's just the type of person you are. And we like, throughout the episode, we see that. And uh, again, this episode is two things. One is Rudy's internal struggle with his old self. And two, it's an update basically on everybody else in the series. We see um, the beast people, what happens with them. We see what happens with uh, a couple of the adventurers that he met up with. Uh, um, then, uh, we saw Eris. And then we see Ruizard. Ruizard killed some beasts for a local village. The village thanks him. And he mentioned, yeah, and they talk like, who to are you? They're like, like you're they, a demon? They know who he is. Yeah, he's like, I'm Ruizard of Dead End. I'm a super. I'm a super. And they're like, what the fuck? You're a super? But they're not scared. They're just. But they're shocked. like, they're like shocked and amazed. Yeah, that they're actually meeting a super. He's like, oh, we thought you were just the stuff of legend. Like when we were children. And he's yeah. like, you're not scared of me. And he's like, back in the day, if you were like when I was a child, I probably would be. But now I just think it's really fucking cool that we're actually meeting one. And you're and yeah. you're and you're, you're cool. And so it makes uh, Ruizard smile because he realizes, you know, thanks to Rudy and what he was told by the by the, the man god. Everything and really is truly. Yeah, he helped him and he's helping his his people. And it's like, it's, you know, it was a really felt, heartfelt story. The other major part of this beyond um, uh, Aisha. Well, that's not really a major part. I was going to say, well, I'm saying like, it, it's still, they got reunited with Paul, Aisha. And the other yeah. Man. Aisha, Lilia got reunited with Paul and them, but the major part comes from uh, the demon continent. Basically Roxy 
shit face Roxy is hilarious. Yes. So basically, the the I forget what's the name of the fat guy. Do you know? Uh, the elf. The the fat elf. Uh, uh I, I don't. I don't, I don't think they. I don't think they said his name. I think they have him. We just forgot it. But anyway, the yeah. fat dwarf is basically having a drinking contest with the demon god who gave Rudy his eye. Yeah. Uh. Kishirka. Okay. Whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah. yeah. So basically, she's having a he's having she's having a drinking contest. She wins. The guy fucking passes out and throws up on himself, which is great. Yeah, he's um, like drinks are on me. Yeah, and then we see fucking drunk Roxy. He's like he 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 and she passes out face first on the fucking. While Aliena is, is having sex, I didn't see that part. She was probably, she was she was in the background with someone, flirting with someone. So. Most likely sucking dick. Yeah, getting some nut. Anyway, so. Um, you know, come think of that, Matthew. Does she have to swallow or partake in sperm, or does she just need to be penetrated for that curse to not kill? Her? I think I think penetration. Penetration. All right, good to know. We'll we'll, we'll get into that another time. But I just asked that. Question. Yeah, when that when they actually go into more detail with that. Yes. yes, but in any case, um, Roxy wakes up hungover the next morning and sees that um, Karishka can't pay the bill because she's broke, and so she yep. gets tied up. And they're gonna kill her, but she pays the bill for her. And um, she's like, thank you very much. I'm the demon god. And for that, I'll give you one reward. And he, he, Roxy's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, she's and, uh, like, I can give you like, the demon okay. eye. And, and she's like, like, oh, like, can you tell me where Rudy's family is? And she and tells she, him where everyone is. She says fucking Aisha and Lilia got reunited with Paul. Um, Rudy's Rudy, back home. I, I, he looks depressed. Fucking guy must say something bad. And then they're like, what about um the mother? I, I, um, Zenith. Zenith. Yes. Zenith. Yeah, so what about Zenith? And we find out Zenith is being held underwater in some underwater temple on a different continent, but we don't know where in the temple she is. But she is alive. But she's alive, but she's most likely being a prisoner. I don't think she makes it, dude. You probably know, but my my internal thought is she doesn't fucking make it. I think she dies. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Anyway, um... We see more of Zenith in a flashback with Rudy's flashback. Yeah, Rudy's still depressed and he is um he's thinking as he's just in despair. And again, what's his face? Um uh Alphonse tries to get him like, Oh, you know, I've let you lay depressed long enough. Like you need to help us if you're gonna stick around. He's like, Are you telling me to kick out get kicked yeah, out? Yeah, like basically help out or get out. Yeah, basically. And so, but Rudy ends up having a flashback with his mother and he starts thinking about the the love of his family. One of the things that he's mentioned throughout the at different parts of the season is that one of the reasons why he fell into such despair in his human life was because he never had anybody really tell him that they loved him or show him like that's the thing. We, we find out the mother was trying and yeah, we find out this episode like they really cared they hated for him to see him as a shut-in they wanted him to take his time but he just never snapped out of it because that was just the personality that he had um and eventually they just gave they gave up and because he didn't see that as a as a as in his previous life that's the reason why he became that and way. now he's seeing but it he, but now that he understands what family and love is, he's been with a woman. He's not a virgin anymore. Um, by the way, so he was 35 when he died. And he's, what, 13 or 14 when he loses his virginity? So he's a 49-year-old virgin. I, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he, I believe he is 13 here. He's a 48-year-old virgin. But we digress. Anyway, yeah. regardless, he basically, um, he understands what love is. He understands what family is. He starts thinking about uh, probably it must have been like a few months before he gets uh, shipped out to um to the other um to the other city, and 
he just looks at Zenith and Zenith is like, Rudy, I love you so much. And like, she understands like the, the, the love of everyone around him. And it opens Rudy's eyes. And he's like, I have to find Zenith. And he gets his shit and he steps out of the tent. And at the same time, they put up right next to the tent, um, his old room. And he steps out of the room. And basically, it's, yeah. a symbolic, it's a symbolic way of saying that he's stepping out of his shell. He's moving past the old personalities slowly but surely if not completely he's moving past those personalities to become a greater person which is something that we had mentioned and something that's been highlighted in this series that throughout this process the second chance at life has enabled him to really grow and mature um despite being so young be mature and grow and become a better human being for himself as well as those around him and this progression from his depression until he realizes that he's got to do it for the love of his mother and the love of his family um is a great character development and great uh a, dis- a great display of um of of moving forward moving past your growth moving forward in your life just showing the growth that you've experienced through your tribulations and moving on with your life which is really very similar to um aquatope from that standpoint the way i just described it but completely different in terms of the scenario that enabled the people to grow um but it's very fabulous and that's how that episode quote unquote ends but there's an after credit yep uh you see people that want to recruit rudy into a school like are they impressed with his abilities mm-hmm. and we see an elf girl we know who it is though but they don't say her name yeah, she they- like vouches for rudy so that's how she respects rudy knew him since she was a since she was younger yeah, and yes, it's Sylphie with white hair. <laughs> and one thing I forgot to mention earlier about uh, Roxy, she basically recruits the group. They're going to go try and find Zenith. So I imagine yep. in season two, we're going to see uh, we're going to see Roxy and her crew along with Rudy versus whoever is capping is uh, holding Zenith. Yes. And that'll be part of that season. And then I imagine after that, at some point is probably when we'll see the uh, school because, it, you know, the, the manga cover spoiled me. We see rudy and selfie together and they're wearing the school outfit that you see at, at in the after credit yeah so spoiler alert it happens but uh, I, we I it's know. just it's just one <laughs> it's just when yeah and we basically you know i'm i'm very curious because you know obviously rudy gets the you say rudy fucks everything but like how does that work where he loved eris he fell in love with eris like he loved selfie well, well to be fair he loved roxy first i don't think he loves roxy i think he lusts for roxy he wants to fuck roxy but I think he really loves Eris and he loves Sylphie. So yeah. I'm very curious to see how that dynamic develops. Because as I mentioned in that manga cover, he's holding hands with Sylphie in the school and he's happy. But I don't know if they've gotten that far or what the, what the story with that is. But what happens with Eris? But at the same time, Eris is technically his cousin. He technically fucked his cousin, y'all. So yeah, I'm very curious to see how that dynamic will develop because of the fact that again they, they're cousins but they do truly both love each other but rudy also loves selfie and eris doesn't know that because he never told eris about selfie or about anything like that right right so, you know and all, as far as roxy knows basically eris just thinks like oh he just admires his teacher not that rudy wants to fucking stick his chimpo in her yeah um interesting stuff in terms of that specific oh, yeah this, this the whole season as a whole like the in january and now the whole thing i gave it's it's fantastic i gave part one four stars i gave this five this is easily a five star yeah this was so good easily a five star so everything just incredible emotions fights story development character development um and just the world world building yes 
everything. Goddamn flawless. It's goddamn flawless. Five stars. Love it. Uh yeah, it's definitely gonna be on my top for the year for sure. It it's gonna it's gonna be tough, dude. Like, and there's so many good other so many good ones. Talked assassin. Talked Ta- assassin and jobless are my top three. I don't know in which order I'm gonna put them in, but talked jobless and tacked talk jobless attack talk jobless and assassin right are definitely in my top three um taisho is probably five yeah uh i will figure it out we're well we're yeah. gonna do that next week after the remaining reviews. majority of them so basically i had 86 in there but 86 isn't gonna end for another three weeks 86 but we can top off yeah it's not gonna we, end for two weeks 86 isn't going to end for three weeks. And yeah, then, but we, we can still, I think, I think you see enough to grade it fairly Banished for winter. Hero, yeah. Well, no, I've already graded them all. Yeah. Banished Hero yeah, has yeah. two more weeks. Um, Comey has two more weeks. Um, Platinum Men, we're not going to really put, I'm not going to Platinum Men because we don't have a half a season to go. That's going to go into next, into winter season. Um, and Paladin's got two weeks. 86 got two weeks. But basically, the episodes that we're going to end with next week. Um, oh, and of course, Demon Slayer board. So they're going to keep on going. So, Talked ends tomorrow. Banished Hero for me and Assassin for us ends on Wednesday. Um, yep. Scarlet uh, Next for me ends Thursday. Um, Taisho ends for both of us on Friday. Paladin has two weeks. 86 yeah, for me has yeah, three visual, weeks. Visual Prison will end. And uh, oh, shit, I forgot to try Corner Window, but I'll, I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. It could wait a week. And, oh, you uh, forgot to mention Tri Corner? Yeah, because it's over. It could wait a week. Awesome. <laughs> Senpai, uh, Senpai uh, tomorrow. Boruto continues. Demon Slayer continues, and JoJo technically dropped, even though it's not. It's not, it's going to be yeah. continued, but not now. I have to catch yeah. up on it. Uh, Comey and Blue Period end in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, and unrelated to anything, I did catch up more on JoJo, so I have six more, seven more episodes of JoJo to go, guys. Or six. Right. I have six more. we'll be reviewing part six with the winter lineup, where right. it that's where it is anyway. So yes. Um, and that's about it. Final takeaways, Matthew uh good stuff all around so um it is the holiday season so we will do a holiday recommendation when we come back when we close out of here yes and i'll also real quick because i forgot to review the sao progressive movie i'll do that as well before we get into our plugs and our, our recommendations so all righty um i was gonna do we're gonna do a recommendation but first he's gonna talk about the Sora online movie which is basically a retelling of the first yes. season but with uh, asana Yes, there's not a there's not a lot to really. If you've seen Sora Online, you've seen this movie. Um, I gave the movie four and four out of five stars. Um, it's it's very nostalgic. If you it, it brings back all the it brings back all the greatness of the original Sora Online from the 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 uncertainty and the the reality of death uh, to the action. It's all superb. Um, again, as Matt said, we see everything from Asuna's perspective and we get a new character. Um, I'm forgetting her name already. What the fuck is this bitch's name? Well, I didn't see it, so I can't tell you. Yeah, I got, um, new character. Mito. Mito is a new character. From what I found out from my nephew, because I put my nephew on the sword online and he just read, read more into it. He's read all the, the progressive manga and everything. Mito wasn't a part of the original story whatsoever, or she isn't even part of the progressive manga, which is pretty crazy. So she's an original movie character. Um, right. She's a, crit- a critical part in that movie, basically, in terms of character development for Asuna. We see Asuna basically um, become who she is because of Mito. She was basically... She, she got into Sorta Online because she followed Mito in. She survived initially Sorta Online because Mito helped her. She got ditched by Mito because of a crazy scenario in the movie um, where she almost died. And Mito, rather than seeing her friend died, 
left her alone, which is even worse, in my opinion, left her completely alone in a world that she's unfamiliar with. And that's what turned Asana into being a solo player. And then toward the end of the movie, we see them reunite. But at the end of the day, Asuna basically takes Kirito's side because Kirito is the one that really saved her both from a literal standpoint and from an emotional standpoint of uh, that pain of being left alone to, to die and not having anyone that she could trust in the group. She found trust in Kirito again. But in terms of everything with the story, um, solid story, it's a rehash, as we mentioned multiple times of the original sort of online just from Asuna's perspective, but it's still equally good. Um, we see what it's like to, 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 to see from her eyes what's going on. We also see, um, as we've seen, Matt, because you've seen Sword of Online, you've seen the dynamic, I believe it's in Alization, where, you know, she has that disconnect with her family. Right. In the movie, you definitely see the, the beginning shades of that disconnect in her mother and her family. Um, right, right. Her brother, she basically uses her brother's uh, system. And I believe it's mentioned in the past that the, that the system belonged to her brother. Um, but she uses her brother's um, nerve gear to get onto the game to follow Mito. And that's how this whole story begins. So it's uh pretty wicked considering all things considered. So, but it's, it's good. I gave it a four out of five. It's not mind blowing because I've already seen the stuff. Um, and it just in general, like it's not, it's not like overwhelmingly amazing, but still really good. So that's my review. Uh, we do a recommendation because it is the holiday season after all. So I'm going to recommend a Christmas movie, uh, Tokyo Godfathers. <laughs> It's a classic. Uh, involve, it involves uh, Hana Jin and Miku, where they're trying to they find a baby and they're trying to bring it back to its family through some hijinks, drama, heartfelt, and it fits in the holiday theme because again, this all happens on Christmas Eve mm. while finding their own Christmas miracle. Definitely check it out; it's worth watching. Uh, so if you can find it, definitely give it a look. See. Mm. Uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up. I was trying to go through my list to see if I even have any sort of fucking Christmas anything. I got nothing. Or yeah, no, there's, that, there's not. There's not a lot. So yeah, okay. but this, but this is definitely one. Uh, anyway, we talked our cake. We ate our cake. We are now full of cake. You can follow me on Twitter at Damien Phoenix Twelve. You can also follow our, our Twitter at Damien. Uh, sorry, at uh, at Talk to Cakey, where we give you updates on episodes whenever they come out in time. Uh, we want to thank Sean, our editor at a W2M network. We want to thank them for hosting us. We also have a link tree that is also, which is linked in our Twitter. You can find it there where you can listen to your favorite local podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Audible, uh, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of, a bunch of all music platforms. Uh, we want to thank uh, the Chair Shot Radio for sponsoring us once a week, uh, put us on that program in the entertainment section. Uh, find our Facebook group at uh, Eat the Cake. Uh, if you send a request, uh, if you do listen to the show, type, just type in this where you found us for this podcast. We'll give you a shout out and all a bunch of stuff. Fun for the whole family. Uh, next week we are going to close up the winter season for the for the good majority part, and we will give out our winter awards. And as in two weeks, we are in the new year. We will be doing our year end awards. Mm-hmm. We, have plugs. Lot, we have a lot coming up for you guys and that's not including uh the the winter season coming up as well so yeah winter season cakey shop yes hopefully finally we get cakey shop we're supposed to debut this yeah, year. once the we do the year end awards we're gonna plan that yeah so fucking looking forward to winter hopefully will be a little bit shorter for us we'll have a couple less episodes a lot of what we're watching we'll be watching together which will be great and helpful for you guys as well um no individualness we can just go on together um so that'll help um yeah in terms of my plugs you can catch me at my uh 
uh, my podcasting Instagram at podcast.senpai. You can catch me on my anime Instagram at AI underscore anime 24, um, where you can catch uh, daily updates from me in terms of the shows that I'm watching that I review here. A lot of what I say is on there as well. Um, you can catch me at Twitter at S-H-O-S-T-O-P-P-A-2-4. That's Showstop at 24. You can catch me at um, uh, anime.co, um, analyst.co rather, analyst.co at S-H-O-S-T-O-P-P-A-2-4. That's Showstop at 24. 249 uh you can follow us on our um eat the cake instagram at e-a-t-t-h-e-k-e-k-i eat the keki um instagram um again as matt said all of our links well let me phrase that all of mine and ours um have a link tree um if you click on my link tree in my bios uh you'll be able to catch all my other podcasts and my other endeavors shout out to my boy andy with mma for marks shout out to my boy b ronan for the uh, orlando tragics podcast uh look out for new content on both of those arriving soon and uh i think that's it buddy well ready uh, everyone from us at top to kiki happy holidays merry christmas Arigato, arigato, faku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, very good. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.